here's what I was going to ask you. You and your dad hunt uh, a lot of the same ground? Sometimes. And he's running cameras. Oh, yeah. Okay. And so does it ever happen? Like you guys are Sunday, Sunday evening dinner. He's like, hey, could check this guy out. Oh, dude, <laughs> shows you a 1 8. Will you look at that, it? Dude, will, you, will you consider that fucker, it? That fucker wouldn't show me a 1 8. <laughs> he's a fucking. Hunter Podcast is brought to you by Deer Grow. Man, it's almost food plot season, Jared, and Deer Grow is one of those products that has really changed the way that we plant food plots and the success we've seen from them. No doubt. I've been, you know, trying to plant food plots my, my entire you know, whitetail hunting career, which is a little shorter than yours, but the minute that I started or that I, you know, I realized that I could get Deer Grow back into some of these remote plots where I couldn't get lime or fertilizer, especially in the 50-pound bag, you know, format, mm-hmm. so everything was changed. You know, I could get into these spots uh, moving forward with a, with a backpack sprayer, and that since escalated to these 40 or 60 uh, gallon sprayers and we're doing upwards of you know five to ten acre food plots just with your grow and having phenomenal success yeah and i mean with the price of fertilizer lime diesel everything this year i mean what better way to get in there and grow a successful food plot at about a third of the cost check out deer grow at deergrow.com and we're back hey on our podcast episode 134 nick's still down <laughs> back at it hope you're having fun nick i'm sure he is have you talked to him lately uh yeah He's alive. Just checking in. He's alive. Being a 20-year-old. 20-something-year-old. Yeah. yeah, he's killing it. Just killing it. Killing it. Just going. I think so. Yeah, I mean, he's producing clips, so I know that. Yeah, yeah. I see clips coming. Yeah, yeah. Podcasts are dropping Podcast, all the time, so yeah. when well, we see that clips happen, you know, Nick, Nick's alive. That's a bark, bark twice if you're in Milwaukee. He's, <laughs> he's, he's alive. There we go. Uh, it is, well, it's June 15th when we're recording this. I don't know when it is. Sometime, end of June, probably July. Mid-June. When this thing's dropping. Got some antler growth happening quickly. It's coming fast, man. It, it's, uh, it's um, you know, everybody gets excited about this time, as do I. I think a lot of people fail to realize, like, how little these bucks are moving at this time of year. Um, you know, it, it literally is like bed here, up, over, food, and back. Especially when we just kind of, well, we're still in a drought. But we, we yeah. finally got some rain, but we're still... I wouldn't say we're in a drought now. I mean, we got Oh, some... we are. I looked at the map. Oh, the map says we're in a drought. <laughs> in a drought. Uh, and that's just based off of amount of rain over a certain amount of time. Correct. Yeah. Well, we recently got some good rain. Yep. And, and we've got some rain. tonight and next week in the forecast. We're looking so, okay. Yeah, it's starting to, it. starting to make that turn. But um, Well, dude, I think, not that we want to spend a bunch of time on this, but I think there's a transition that happens that we don't probably talk about because it doesn't affect a hunting season, but that's from... Uh, like spring browse mm-hmm. to summer food. You yep. know, I think a lot of people just think, oh, all summer, all antler growth, you know, time frame, soybeans are in the ground. Sure. Alfalfa, and alfalfa sure. is, it's yep. perennial. Yep. Uh, we don't have a ton of alfalfa, like where I'm at no. specifically. So I'm going to say, like, there's been a transition within the past couple of weeks from... Mm-hmm. Probably slower than normal, too, because those those soybeans had kind of Later been stunted there. Yeah. yeah, or got, I mean, we just got ours in the ground. I mean, I'm sure maybe we have germination now or soon to be germination. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, it, it is that, um, in fact, I was looking, I want to say it was yesterday or two days ago, Mississippi State dropped up um, just a kind of a, a research project they were doing in northern Mississippi, Alabama, but it essentially was talking about the importance of browse um, and that people you know, associate deer and browse in wintertime, you know, in early spring. But if you look at the course of a year, at any given time, browse is at least 30 or 40% of a deer's diet, even in the summertime, you know, or even in the springtime. Um, so, it, you know, it's kind of the most consistent food source, whereas, you know, mass like acorns vary, 
um, Dude, Forbes, blocks, very summer, yeah, summer ag. stuff. It all varies, but that browse is Consistent. always like a foundational base. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, the, the kind of route there is that how important it is from a timber stand improvement or, um, you know, just cutting timber or whatever you're hunting. Different CRP planning. The fact is, is you got to get, you know, that browse is a critical piece of how those deer um, are functioning, you know, and, and without it, you know, if you're, you're in a place where there isn't browse, likely not going to be nearly as many deer yeah. in that area. Yeah, especially if you don't have the ability to manipulate the habitat mm-hmm. with food plots, mm-hmm. right? And so, <laughs> so, so, yeah. very, so very, uh, you know, in line with what we're going to talk about with our guest, uh, Cody DeQuisto today. Yep. And uh, some really interesting stuff. I guess we'll just jump right into it because it's like it's, it's all going to come out here eventually. I'm not going to set the stage too much. So uh, Cody's been nice enough to join us today, and uh, he's got a really interesting perspective on uh, hunt, hunting land without over manipulating it or mm-hmm. manipulating it at all, which uh, is a, is a interesting and in a lot of ways different take to you know the, the land manager aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because I think we all talk about um, n- number one, it's it's time and money, but it's also like wh- where's the line there? I mean, there are you know you can go from making a food plot to you know some people are literally manicuring, and we've heard that word probably multiple times from people especially in the public land side, referred to private landowners as manicured, you know, properties. Well, manicuring and like uh, uh, surveillance, like in some cases, hyper surveillance with, with, you know, trail cameras as more recently cell cameras. And Mm -hmm. I think Cody's, it seems like has tried to do very little of that. Minimalist. Very little of that. Minimalist would be maybe a word for it. And, uh, I, I can certainly admire that from a distance. Maybe, maybe we'll take something from this. Well, we've talked about, um, sometimes reflecting back on the times prior to all the technology and, and everything call it, comes they call up. us the good old days yeah <laughs> and 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 you know yearning for maybe some of that just simpler life at points so um let's get well, cody on and you've heard it described yeah i'm sorry to, yep. you've heard it said before like you know we, we, we lack that anymore with all this technology and, and all the preparation that's put into it you, we we lack that seeing a big rub seeing a big scrape setting up yeah. on it and seeing a buck that you've never seen before come up over this hill and mm-hmm. uh, to have that it's the mystique about the it. first time it's like it's almost non-existent in today's day and age yeah you see him and you're like nope, no he is know how old he is probably no close to what he scores yeah that's it. It's a different. I had them named, you know, for the past <laughs> three years. Probably got all the sheds there, and different and that's cool day. too. You know, that's there's know. definitely something to be said for that. But this is probably um, the most polarizing topic I would say in hunting right now is this private versus public aspect. And and you know, I think talking with Cody today, we, there's even on the private side, right? There's a lot of different types of people on that end, from the minimalist to the fully out manicured type property well, i think i think it's more yeah you're right it's 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 private and public but i think it's it's more than that like even within uh you know hunting land that you can manipulate whether it's on land that you own or it's permission it's the mindset of like there's there's guys that are like uh we hunt with what we have mm-hmm. right uh minimalist mm-hmm. like we want to read what's there we want to take advantage of terrain feet like yep. na- naturally occurring and there's i'm gonna build it and they will come and there, there's there we two. heard that a lot last week which have been on oh, bomar's yeah. place 100%. a lot of build it and they will come type of thing yeah yeah and there's I, certainly pros and cons to both you know and it's uh both both are hunting that i mean that's the reality yeah. some would argue that it's not uh but you know it, it's interesting conversation anyways all right let's bring cody in and 
Get a minute. Well, we appreciate you coming on the Hunter podcast today, man. It, uh, Jared and I sometimes get wrapped up in those kind of pre-podcast things, especially when we were talking, you know, even before that of, of those topics, you know, we find ourselves getting on one of those concepts and just kind of just straight rabbit holing it. But, you know, it, it really comes. Dude, I was, go ahead, man. I was, I was fired up, man. And then we like, it, it was like we, we got, we got rolling. And it's like, all right, now be quiet. Hold on. We gotta go. <laughs> all right, now, now we're actually going to start. It's good, man. I'm, I'm jacked to be here. Well, dude, it's, it's funny because, um, that private land aspect of things, right? It, oftentimes if you're not in that group, right? If you're in your public or in group, you throw all of us into the same pot, right? It's just, oh, you're the public, you know, you're the private land guy. But there's so many different types of people on that side. Um, Dude, you know, man, if you really look at it, it, that's why it's crazy to me that there's so many that there's there's as many camps as there is. Like we're all we're all hunting whitetails. And like even, um, you know, one thing that we've done or like the people that, you know, it goes along with custom gear and the products we make. It's we're super aggressive. We have a very tactical side of running a whitetail down it's very much the opposite of sit and wait. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the private hunting that you see, or I don't know, I don't know that, I don't know how, how it would be split, but there's different aspects. So the cool thing about the gear that we make and the style of hunting that we preach is you can take that style and adapt it anywhere. We have staffers that are out in Idaho in the mountains that are getting it done with that gear. We got staffers that hit public land and, and only public land. They're very, very, very regiment about that. Um, and then we got guys who, who have private land, they do the same thing. Um, and you know, when you start to dive into private land versus public land and all that, I think there's so many different ways to skin that cat and just to breeze by it and we can touch by it more, but you know, my hat's off to anybody that's getting it done like period. Right. So mm -hmm. like there's, there's a bunch of different ways to do that, but you know, these are, you know, we're, we're all after what we're after. Everybody's got their individual goals and, and I can go deep into that too, because there's a lot of bashing, there's bashing for size rack. There's bashing for no size rack. There's bashing for public, private, whatever. Mm. I think it's important that, you know, some of these guys, and when we get into land manipulation, like these guys have worked their ass off to buy a piece of property and they got the money and they got the means and they want to make that piece of property a whitetail sanctuary. And they, they want to put the effort into there and they want to do the food plots and, and by all means, go for it. Like, that's totally like, there's nothing wrong with sure. that. And hats off to them that they can do that. Mm. Um, you know, on the public ground, on the public side of things, there's, um, you know, obviously you can't do those type of things. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, when I'm scouting public ground, I come across bait piles like you would not see. Oh, like, yeah. So there's, there's a lot of people that, you know, teeter that line. But then you also got, you got a guy who might pick up a lease, which is a huge percentage of hunters. You know, maybe sure. they don't want the competition of other people, but they pick up a lease and, they're leasing, you know, Joe Farmer's ground and they can't go, they can't go hinge cut trees and they yeah. can't go manipulate it. So they're forced to, you know, uh, deploy a little bit more woodsmanship and kind of just come at it just like a person who was hunting private wood. It's just a different, it's just a different scenario. Um, like I use this in, in the road shows a lot is like, I think people categorize whitetail as like these like there's different, like they're, they're different. They're all whitetail. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, so we're all going to, we, you know, like you were talking about with your brow, brows talk and stuff. And there's, there's certain things that all whitetail have to do. And, and when we get down to the specifics of how people are hunting them, it just, you know, it's, it's a different way to kill the same animal. Yeah. 
Well, I think the big thing, you know, and it's it's because of what people see, right? Whether it's on social media or YouTube or whatever, is that, you know, there's this huge push of like, uh, we've talked about it numerous times, like, here's a cornfield, mow half of it down, put a box blind down, sit in it, right? Whereas like, all the guys that I watched growing up bow hunting, including my dad, and I mean, you had to be mobile to, to kill deer, right? I mean, you didn't just sit in the, the you You'd know... Well, you'd be surprised, man. This is something that not a lot of people grasp. Like, like, you know, throughout the years, you see the guys who are consistently killing and, and, um, most of the general public. And I know this from being in the tree stand industry for my entire life is like my entire goal and mission throughout my like adult life, uh, manufacturing and selling tree stands is to educate people on, Hey, get your ass up and go hunt these deer down. Mm -hmm. There's like, it goes back and back. It goes way back. The, the 20 foot ladder stand set up on the field edge. Like that's a very ingrained mentality and style. And, and even you get to the East coast and you got guys who with the climbers and and don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with climbers. Climbers are great, but (laughs) you can, you can see what it's like, or I can see what it's like to break somebody out of a, a generational thing that they, yeah. they grew up doing or they, yeah. sometimes people don't look at this outside of the box. And, you know, I think a big problem with that was old hunting shows and stuff. And mm-hmm. it painted this picture, which I, I think also led to the boom of this public craze and, and dudes like the hunting public guys, because there was always, that's all you seen was this painted picture of <laughs> this dude, this celebrity on, on a manicured piece of ground, killing a giant. And, and it, it was so out of reach for, for a lot of dudes. And now that there's like a lot more content of people just getting out, hitting their, their nearest um, piece mm-hmm. of ground and getting after it, it's become way more in a style that allows you to, to be active and, and aggressive while you're hunting. Yeah. Um, you can by all means sit in the same stand all year and kill a giant. And yeah. you can do that every year. You could like, but I mean, it's going to probably your success is going to vary and fluctuate and you're not going to be as consistent. And, you know, I mean, yeah, you'll fall off sometimes. I think, uh, I'm going to just make up a number. I think 90 plus percent of like those, those, uh, how old are you, Cody? 32, 32. I'm 30. Jeremy's 39. So like we're, we're in our thirties here. So like when we were growing up, it was like, and maybe even a little later, I can remember, help me throw out some names. You got mm-hmm. Lee and Tiffany, mm-hmm. Bone Collector. Mark and Terry. Mark and Terry. Even yeah. throw in, like, your Headhunter group, your, mm-hmm. who else? Winky. The Red Rising type stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, Winky, yeah, Winky, certainly. But, uh, and Winky's an exception, for sure. I, mm-hmm. I think. Whitetail Freaks, you know, Don well, and, and you know what's, so are those guys. I guess now that I'm saying it out loud, initially what I was going to say is I think, like, 90% of those were outfitted hunts. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was it, it, right? I mean, it was, was all, a, it was the balance. Dude, you know, yeah, there. Well, so interestingly enough, like I, I would agree with you. I was, and even as a kid, I was never, I was never into hunting show. Like even now, the the hunting content that I consume is is so small, and people people get shocked by that when I talk to them personally. But mm-hmm. dude, I'm so out of it because of the way it's it it's heading right. And yeah. and even when I, um, you know, I think back to. Uh, you know, a lot of those old time shows and, and anybody who was experienced in the field could tell it was an outfitted hunt or mm-hmm. you, it was a fake emotion. Well, they weren't or, hiding it either. You know, they're just, Hey, we're here well, with so-and-so and, outfitter. They were promoting the outfitter and, was like main part of the show. Yep. 
and it's and it's different, man. And when you got a guy who who crushed a 200 inch deer last year and he's he's crying over a 105 inch buck, like I mean, don't get me wrong, teach their own, but it was just it seemed really staged to me. And then a lot of times you even got guys, I mean, obviously hunting over bait and things like yep. that. And it just mm-hmm. I don't know. So that was a big. But there was really nothing else, man. Um, and honestly, Whitetail Addictions, the show that my old man started yeah. way back in the day was the first, I think it was the first highlight on an average Joe that wasn't a celebrity. Yeah. Like it was the first time that was something that was like public publicized. Uh, and then Whitetail Freaks, I think, grabbed that in the coming years after that and kind of tried to do the same thing. But mm. dude, I remember the guys in the crew back then, like we had plumbers. There was yeah. guys who worked as as CMAs or CNAs, like mm-hmm. uh, uh, nursing assistants. There was there was a contractor like just it was this crazy group it almost seemed like misfits but they were they weren't um they weren't celebrities man but they these are the most stone cold killers that you'd ever meet and they were unknown of or, or unheard of you know um mm-hmm. and unknown so it was really cool like to kind of shine that light on some of those people and and the show wasn't about going to an outfitter the show was about hey i work nine to five as a plumber laying pipe and I bust my ass and I, tra- I I travel from Alabama to central Illinois every year just to get a crack at a monster. Yeah. And I don't I don't waste my I'm fucking dedicated. Like that was the that was the principle. And that stuff and watching the old man hunt early on, that shit was ingrained into me like right mm-hmm. off the bat. Like I, you know, it's it's like that create your own luck concept. I get so much feedback about a lot of people, they man, they just they sit around and, and, and don't do anything right. when there's plenty of options. If you're as busy as you could be like getting, getting yourself to that point, whether it's public, private, whatever, whether it's spending the money on a lease or whether it's traveling to maybe a less pressured area, uh, doing more, more e-scouting and map, looking at the map to get yourself in the game. The first step is getting there. Right. And yep. if you're not there, you're fucked to begin with. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that's a big thing. Speaking to us PA boys. Well, I mean, that's it, right? We we talk about it all the time. Don't you try try and pull the wool over my eyes, man. I got got some buddies in PA that are on some big shit. (laughs) Yeah, I know some of them. Well, dude, it was Pooja that connected us originally. Who? Jared Pooja. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was like... Man, it's... Every year... Dude, I get so so tempted. I was up camping in the Allegheny, too. um, Oh, yeah. uh, two, Two years ago? Yeah. And, and I'm just like, man, this is some such beautiful country, you know? And I, I started to think to myself how I would start to break down the mountains because I'm like, it's just, well, it's just so vast. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and I was, I was, um, uh, just taking some casts in this, um, in this, like, I don't know what river it is or Creek or whatever. But it's all, and I'm walking past this old timers little shack and there's like 195 inch deadhead, just a straight typical Magnum just nailed to the freaking. And I'm like, Oh man, they're out here, dude. Like they're in PA, and looking at they, that ground. Oh yeah, PA. Well, it might have been like the New York PA border, like right in that that yeah, um way up there, just outside of Erie or whatever. Yeah. Um, but but it got me thinking. I'm like those big pieces of ground, such vast wilderness. Um, and then you know I get to talk with like thousands of people every year at the Harrisburg show, mm-hmm. and um and we do our Mobile Hunter X um uh United or a road show out there. Yep. Um, it's this get together we do and it's cool over the years, man. Like we, we dive into tactics with these guys out there and we look at the properties they're hunting and have them come back the next year and show us pictures, 150, 160 inch deer that hit the ground. It's like, dude, it's, it's awesome. It's cool. You know? Yeah. And I think the antler restrictions that, that happened there, mm-hmm. you know, what, five, seven years ago have been just doing wonders. And, um, you know, yeah, man, there's just, it's, 
they exist, man. A, it's it's um it, we talked about this. I don't know if it was last podcast or two ago. <clears throat> Antler restrictions huge help, right? It, in you know in a weird way, also the decreasing number of hunters in the state. I mean, at one point we had a million deer hunters. Now we're whatever seven hundred thousand. You know, all of these things factor into that, um, and and awareness and education around it. But I mean, and, there and are privatization of land is the other thing we were talking. They're about. They're giant. There are giant bucks. Uh, they just had to get old. I mean, they've yeah. they've always been able to exist. It's just they didn't make it past two years old, you know. Dude, that's yeah. That's the one thing about the Midwest and the minerals and the soil content and the and the, the ag and all that stuff is just, it's just, it it's the it's the the, the breeding ground for magnums. Like mm-hmm. it's just it's it's where it happens. I mean, there's don't get me wrong. There's giants that are killed all up, up and down the eastern shore every year. But if you look at the number of them, based off of the number of the Midwest, like you just obviously you're getting you're getting just way catapulted in numbers um and you're just you're just improving your odds getting to um getting to a piece like that and when i talk to a lot of guys who look at coming to the um you know a lot of east coast guys do well coming to the midwest to hunt i mean it's like there's a lot lot more fish in the sea that they're looking and then you know where the where the challenge starts to starts to even out is after you lay down a couple hundred thirty hundred forty inch deer well, then you're looking for that 160. Mm-hmm. Well, then after you, after, after that, you've, you know, after you've gotten, you've scratched that itch, well, then you're like, I, I want a booner. And then, you know, and then it starts, okay, all right, now we're starting to, we're starting to bring the, <laughs> then you know, pay, the level back. And, and then your bank account starts to go like well, this. Well, we talked, <laughs> actually, yeah, we, were, we were talking yeah. to your dad. Your dad was the guy who said, listen, every buck I killed, I wanted to score higher on the next. And the next, and I forget, it was a 200 plus that he killed. And then he's like, now what, <laughs> you know? Yeah, dude, it's, it's, it becomes, it can really screw you up, man. Um, and, and that's something that I, man, it's something that took me, a, took me a while to get over too, because coming up in that, that, that atmosphere, um, of like just big deer and that's big all shoes. it was about. And, and, and not that I was, not that I was coached to that aspect, but as a young kid, look, just, just, just keeping my eyes open and looking and witnessing that, like, that's what I was going off of. So and in my mind, it's like, okay, that's what this is about. Like, that's, well, if he's doing that, then I got to do this. Or then I got to, you know, um, same thing with like, you know, um, just hunting with a bow versus like gun hunting. Like, mm-hmm. like, you know, well, I'm not, I was like, well, I'm not going to hunt with a gun. What the hell? Like he's hunting with a bow. So I got to hunt with a bow. Like, yeah. you know, and it's, 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 there wasn't like that option. And there was, it wasn't, especially come, growing up in Wisconsin, Wisconsin and PA are very, very similar. Oh yeah. The, the, like the tradition of hunting and mm-hmm. like there's i think there's that like that old school rooted like deer camps and, and yes. you know um beer and deer and just shooting st- i never got that experience i've never once been to a deer camp never really never gun hunted a day, day in my life no wow. no and it's just i just kind of witnessed I, it was just ingrained into me like no man this is this is a lone wolf sport this ain't like mm-hmm. you don't you don't go out there and have like this is we get shit done. Like it's, it's about te- like, you know, executing a mission. You can't, you can't like, you can't chance sure. a bunch of outside things you can't like control. And it, and it was always really weird for me, man. And it was like a mission to like, okay, well, I want to be the best. I want to, I want and, and who's the, like, and in that, you know, whether you're playing football or whatever, you look at the best team and your motivation is to crush that team. Yeah. Like, or at least that's yeah. how, <laughs> that's how I always look at it. Yeah, I've, I've slowed down a lot in, in, in the past years, but like, that's, 
that's the picture that I grew up in. It was just very, very hungry, just very, very inch orientated. Um, I remember shooting my first ever deer and it was, it was just around Pope and young. And this, this, this saddens me to think about, but I was pissed. I was just, I, I was like the only, the only after, I mean, don't get me wrong. The moment was awesome. And that's what hooked me forever. I was so pumped that the plan worked out, the shot was executed and I was fired up beyond belief. And that was immediately crushed by this goal that I set to myself that I didn't make. Mm -hmm. And then I was a failure for not making that goal. And then it was like, well, this next deer you, you shoot better be 160 inches. And the second buck I ever shot was 160, 60 on the head. And then after that, I was like, well, there ain't no going back from here. It's one sixties. Like if it ain't one sixty, it ain't getting put down. And like, and, and it was, and it was a very weird mentality for a 14 year old kid. And, yeah, man. And even, even a lot of people that, um, not, um, you know, that I would talk to is like, Oh no, you know, you gotta, I never had that time to like just shoot deer and have fun. I, I reached that point three, four years ago. And, and oddly, three, four years ago when I, when I made that circle and I realized like, man, I'm just, dude, this shit doing this shit for the wrong reasons. I'm, I'm not, I'm not enjoying it. Like, like I, like I used to. And, and cause I enjoy the hunt, man. I enjoy the, the, the being in the timber. I enjoy the grind. I enjoy, um, just being very close and one-on-one to the animals and stuff. And, and when I, when I would like be successful, I just, I wasn't smelling the roses ever. And, mm. uh, when I dialed back is when, Oddly, I started killing more deer and bigger deer and, and, and doing it quicker. And it was like it, it was this weird, like kind of um, balance of of like training all those years and like like crafting, like just general woodsmanship and, and understanding deer uh, activity. And it's another thing I talk about, like a lot of people, there's certain shit you just don't get until you've been inside a shooting range with 40 40 plus deer, like just that you're trying to kill and you have to make those moves and you have to hone those skills and when to draw, when you can get away with movement, peripheral, watching them ears, watching that tail. Like those, you can't just walk into the timber as a new hunter and understand that shit. Mm -hmm. You can't, you got, you got to fall on your face with that stuff and you got to understand it. And more importantly, what people don't realize too, I think new hunters, you have to be paying attention. You, You have to, you have to be learning and adapting not just watching a YouTube video on how fucking Joe Schmo says how to do it. Even me, I'm like, take, take what I'm saying, use it to your advantage. But as soon as it ain't working out for you, ditch it. Yeah. Fucking do your own thing. You know, like that's, I've always been that way. And there's people who get it done all sorts of ways. I'm just here to tell you how, like the, the way that I've spent, you know, 16, 17 years, just building this system. And I'm a very system orientated person. So where I'm fortunate is that from the beginning to the end, like that's all like, even with weightlifting and training, I'm very, it's gotta be the same. It's gotta be this. There's a, there's like an objective, there's a goal and it's like, bam, notes, bam, do it this way. Bam. Oh, oh, this is the way I set my stand. This is the way I shoot. This is the way I do this. And then it's repetition. And then over time, that's it. it it's, you're not even, do, you're, it's instinctual. You're just, you're doing the shit and the deer are dying and it's just, and then you just, it's a, it's a different map. It's a different playing field every time. Um, and it's, it's just cool. 
Yeah, I think what's crazy. It was I love it. Uh, yeah, what's yeah. crazy about it, man, and I think this is what you talk about new hunters now or even kids or whatever is you know, the three of us probably grew up to your point, like we looked at the big rubs, we 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 looked at the tracks, we found the scrapes, right? We we failed a lot more because there was no technology, there were no trail cameras. Like th these things didn't happen. And I look at kids now and, you know, I mean, how many kids you see on social media killing booners like at seven years old, you know, and it's like they just I don't know if they because they don't have the grind, right? They didn't have the grind early in their life if they're going to be able to stick with it or have the desire to stick with it. Dude, you know, oddly enough, like just hearing Cody talk about that, like uh, especially you're talking about the transition, like and I want to let you elaborate on this maybe is the point that you got to which I assume was one of, of holding yourself to such a high expectation that the pressure essentially is unbearable. It, takes, it sucks the fun out of it. Uh, I, I've been there. It, oh, dude, it, no, I, it's, yeah, 100%. I've been there, for, yeah, for sure. Well, and here, Cody, what I was going to say is, like, it's it, you're talking about, <clears throat> you know, having success as a kid, mm -hmm. and it's like how much we failed. I'm just trying to think, like, in my, in my, my, my memory, my experience, it's like, dude, I... And this because what Cody was saying. It's like, dude, I had a lot of opportunities at Bucks when I was a kid, and I had no idea what I was doing. Sure. A lot. Seemingly more than I do now, that I put pressure on myself. Mm -hmm. like to, And I have information. What's this, this, and this? It's mm -hmm. calculated, and I do mm -hmm. this. When I was just, like, walking in from the, you know, from upwind and just dude. bumbling in, it's like, I just have opportunities. I opportunities. blew them. I blew them well, a lot sure. of times, but I had opportunities. You're in the game. Well, that's the thing too. Like I, I preach that big time is overthinking and it's because I am such an overthinker. If you let me overthink, like I'll <laughs> overthink anything, every time, whether it's an Instagram post or whether it's a, it's a, it's a, a, a move or whatever, that's where I started, you know, shooting myself in the foot with things like cameras and, and mm -hmm. all that type of stuff. And, and even scouting and, and, Man, it like when so many people, they want all the information and they want the quick information, the quick fix. And and it's like it's like that saying done is better than perfect. Right. If I sat there and want like a lot of people, you just have to give them that nudge like, dude, just get out there and do it, man. It's not always going to. And a lot of times they find more success and. You ever notice how like they end up being a lot of time like one buck wonders, but you ever notice how that that absolute hammer oh, yeah. magnum is shot by some dude that just stumbled out there <laughs> yes. on a bucket yep. and had no idea what the hell he was doing, didn't know his ass from the hole in the ground. No offense to anybody, but dude, sometimes you just get lucky. That's it. And those people get lucky. It's a demeanor. I believe it's a it's a demeanor and it's an energy they're putting off for one. They're 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 in no way, shape, or form giving off any sort of predator orientation or, or vibe or anything <laughs> because no. they they're not they're the furthest thing from a freaking predator there is and 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 it's just dumb luck and uh and it's crazy how that happens but and then as soon as that guy gets keyed on now he's obsessed because he's got a sure. 180 inch buck on the wall never kills a fucking another deer again no and 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 doesn't understand how it happened in the first place and then goes and gets the wrong advices and yep. Yep. and then gets in his head about about I, i've seen it happen a lot yeah. um those are the same guys i think in that same kind of breath cody is that 
they'll go in because they're so oblivious to things. They'll be so aggressive, like just over the top aggressive to uh, guys like us who overanalyze yeah. everything. Well, they don't like, even know they're no walking through a betting area. Right. And then, we're, but they're able to make the deal happen because they were so damn aggressive. Now yeah. repeat that consistently. It mm-hmm. ain't going to happen. Right. But yeah. it's just, that's just how it, wor- it worked out. Well, there's, there's a, so there's a line there too with, with being aggressive and pushing the envelope. And I think, it's most important. So there's, that can be a dangerous piece of information to somebody who doesn't understand a lot of things and who isn't experienced. And it can also be the one piece of information to create a stone cold killer for mm-hmm. the rest of days to come. Like, mm-hmm. and, and, and I really believe it's knowing how to apply that, that pressure and, and applying that right. And more so than anything, being aggressive is not bad whatsoever as long as you know how to do it and how often to do it and most importantly you got to fucking capitalize on it yeah Yeah. so you have to be intentional you can't those people like these guys the 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 craziest thing i see even now you talk about deer's patterns right now guys are so freaking amped up deer (laughs) growing racks they get it there there's guys in there scouting every day and they're bumping these fucking deer out every day at this time of year for what dude for what are you doing yeah. just back the fuck up don't go in there yet. and 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 it's it's i see the same thing happen in season yeah it ain't that you can't go walk through that bedding area and kick that deer up it's you better have a damn plan yeah and you better capitalize it when you do it and then you better not also if you don't know what you're doing don't do it because if you start badgering that deer pre- you know uh, being aggressive and pl- applying pressure is totally different than than um what, what would you call it? Not badgering, but like um, assaulting or not uh, just that constant annoyance. Like, yeah. like that's yeah. a, they won't take that. No, like, yeah. they'll they will. And even I think like if done properly. Right. And now we're taking I use this as an example. This is actually it's fresh in my mind. But so last weekend I was uh, doing a road show in, in Nashville and before the show, I went on a run um, and I usually look for either I use Onyx or I use like all trails or something. I just go look for a trail that I can just bomb down. Mm -hmm. Typically this is pub, this is public hunting ground, like nine times out of 10. And this, I do a lot of scouting and get a lot of Intel from actually just going on runs. Right. So I'm down there. And, um, as I'm running through this trail, I kick up or I run by and I, I stand this buck that's bedded on a little like oxbow right by this crit and it's right off the lake. Right. And, and he stands and I just, I breeze by. No recollection he's even there. I see him in my peripheral, mm-hmm. but I never miss a fucking mm-hmm. beat. I never I never give him any inclination that I seen him get up or anything. Mm-hmm. But I caught him in my peripheral. I seen he had a rack out past his ears, like a decent buck. And I'm just like, okay, you know, and I do that on a regular basis. If I see a doe, if I see a fawn, I just make note of it. As I'm running, I pull out my phone, I mark that pin on Onyx. Um, I, as just an experiment, right, so... I went and did like probably like a half mile loop, got around back, ran by again, right? Ran by again, same trail, that buck stands up. So now 15, probably 15 minutes, he bedded back down. So he was bedded back down on that trail, on the, like just off that hiking trail in the thick stuff. Uh, he bedded back down. So I come running down the same trail. He stood him up again, except this time, right when I got parallel with him, I stopped and I, and I looked at him dead in the eye and he took off like a bat out of hell. Yeah. So he ran out there. Now this right here is capitalized. So I walked in there. Now I identify where that buck was bedded. I pulled out my onyx. I looked at the scenario. I seen 
there was access a quarter of the mile from public road. That's when I started the game plan. I guarantee I, I would bet my left nut on it. The next, if I would have hung a stand there and I would have got in there in the morning with the wind blowing out across that interstate, that buck would have been done, yeah. done. And it's just, a, it's a prime example of how that was, that was unintentional aggression. But now when you, when you flip the script and you go out looking to do that and you're going out keyed in, like that's an opportunity you can't pass up, right? That happens. But now when I'm going out to scout, I'm looking for that scenario. That's my dream scenario is for that to happen. Because then what I can do is I find his, I find his safe zone. I've just found where he feels the most comfortable, where he's been betting up. And especially you can find out more too, as you look at that spot, you know, at this particular spot, there was multiple beds that kind of positioned. So you could see it was a couple different ones. He had some good cover. He sees like, and that's the thing about pressure versus unpressured. A lot of people think that just because a deer is pressured, it makes them harder to kill. I think I, I think that's bullshit. I think a deer that's hard to kill is 100% based off of that deer, its temperament, how it reacts to things, has nothing to do with pressure. Um, if, if a guy was going to argue that, I think then you're telling me that you go way up in the north, you go way up in the mountains in Montana or Idaho or something, and you're telling me like bucks just let you walk up on them and shoot them, giants? Right. And those fucking deer, those fucking deer are never pressured by people. Yeah. All whitetail experience pressure. They're getting pressured from coyotes. They're getting pressured from hunters. They're getting pressured from hikers. Like mm-hmm. all they know, they're just on a constant, they're on a constant mission to avoid it, danger. Right. And they only, they're only going to leave. This is what I believe. They're only going to leave and re- go as far as they need to go until they know that they're not in immediate danger. Then they're going to recycle and go back to their business, mm-hmm. and and they're a staff, and that's what's great about tactics like the bump and dump, or tactics like, you know, specifically strategically going into bedding areas. It's because you know that they're there for a reason. That is their safe zone. They've established they've established exit strategies. They've established where they're going to bed based off the the wind and the pressure. And if you're good enough to find that spot. And then figure out, read the, read the pieces of sign, read the puzzle, figure out where he's entering from there. And you just, you just hang tight and get him when he's coming back. And that is the most lethal ambush. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, let me, let me, let me backpedal just a second. People hear this and this is a big problem. It's like, it took me a long time to perfect this for, I fucked up a lot of deer just kicking them out of their beds and not having a goddamn clue what I was doing. Right. Letting it go too far. Some people find that spot. And then they, then they sit on it and they wait for about five or six days and they go back there and he's not there and they don't, well, that's, you got to capitalize on those as it is, because, you know, if that buck does abandon that area, you want to be there for that last check. And normally, normally it might take them, them coming back. Like now, since I go in there and I'm walking around and leaving all my scent, if I start freaking messing with stuff, if I start, you know, pushing down, um, you know, you're leaving all that, that yeah. you're, you're, you're tromping everything. If that buck comes right back, he's going to know that there was a lot more shit going on than just somebody walking down that trail, mm-hmm. which is why you got to be there to kill him before he understands and maybe thinks about moving somewhere else. Yep. Um, but where people mess it up, I think, is they they're too gun ho. People hear that and they they overlook like maybe low hanging fruit and they try it. Like it's become so crazy. Like everybody it, it's not everybody wants to like go into the bedding area and kill a deer in the bed and go do and it became so like, which is awesome. It's great. Like, but sometimes you don't need to do that. And sometimes you don't need to fuck up your bedding area. 
Because now let's talk about after that. Let's say both of you guys are hunting. One of you does that. Well, now you can anticipate like there's going to be a lot of commotion in there. You're going to smoke a deer. You're going to. So like there's there's things you got to think about there. But sometimes you can just if you have that piece of information of where he's bedded, you can also use that. And you're like, oh, shit, I didn't know he was. But he's bedded right off the field right here. It's it's hot. It's early. That fucker's probably going to come right out to his bean field. Yeah. Let me just kill him on the bean field instead of go harassing him on his bed. Because if if he busts you on the edge of the bean field or if he busts you on that exit, that exit trail. Odds are he's not going to bed in a different spot. Yeah. He's just going to take a different exit trail next time. Right. Versus if you if yeah. versus if he busts you in his bedroom, then you're fucked. Yeah, then he's, he's going to go done. somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Like he he ain't letting that. And that's where I think there's also difference. Not I'm a rambler. You guys are going to realize this, but good. not that that not that that makes um, that's a whole different point. But I think there's different levels of getting busted too, and oh, for getting sure. busted as as you're walking. And you're on the ground versus in a tree in an ambush no situation. Like or they, they all see you or things. just smell you. Yeah. Dude. Oh yeah. Total different. Totally different. Hmm. Well, I think that yeah, uh, I, you're, I think your running story. Uh, you know, one one big thing that I take away from that is just just the observation, like the aspect of, of observation. There's so much value to spending time uh, on or near or around like the property that you're going to be hunting. Because, dude, what percentage of deer get killed by? And it's the story of the oldest time. It's the farmer that saw him on a, the combine, or mm-hmm. or the the person that lived in a house next door. Oh, he's been coming out of. You, all it is is observation, seeing what they're doing and making a move. And I think, you know, non-residents, people that don't live on or near the, yeah, the farms that they hunt have, are at such a disadvantage, even with cell cams, even with, you know, things that, that we can use to, to try to manipulate or, or, or whatever. Ultimately, deer hunting just comes down to observing what they're doing and making a move to, to be, to cut them off. I mean, that's all it is. Yeah. And, you know, and here's the thing, though. This is where I also, like, like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with you, but then I also, like, for my personal, how I look at it personally is... I think there's so much difference and separation from what I just seen right now in like versus what I'd see in the fall. The thing that sure. the thing that I can't get over in my head, like the hump that the door that never shuts is that I hate getting a piece of intel like that and not cap not being able to capitalize on it. Now mm-hmm. I'd rather have some intel than none. And that's gonna help me in knowing that that buck's in that area, but I mean, if you start counting the days, like, you know, in four months from now, I have no idea if that buck is still going to be there, if he's going to be yeah. there. Oh, no which, doubt. No doubt. I guess my, which, and my, sta- my statement applies purely to during the hunting season. Literally, it's like, 100, I saw him this dude, day, the next day I was there. Yep. 100%. And that's why it's important that some people, this is a huge key, people take way too much stock in what they're seeing now. Oh, and, yeah. and oh, they're dude. so gun-ho and they're so <laughs> aggressive. And and then they wonder why they don't have any luck early season. Do you, or do you think still could happen? You think still? I think it's okay. still the age old thing. I mean, uh, dude, I the, think there's, the, there's the, more articles that have been written about the oh summer velvet where the box go than any other article. Yeah, but they don't listen. Man. Of, they they put a ladder stand or whatever on the edge of the field yeah. because that's where they saw the deer in August. They they glassed them in the bean field in September. October comes and everything has changed. The entire landscape yep. has changed. Let alone the deer's behavior. And they literally sit on the field and they're like, you I don't know. Are, you think a lot of people are still doing that? A lot of people listening to this uh, are dude, still doing it. Hey, keep doing dude, that, I, please, I, everybody. I, well, I hear it. I, I hear it on a dude because I, I talk to a lot of people, and I'm open to to help anybody's scenario as much as I possibly can with the information I have. Like I, I don't know. I, I like it. I like diving into things, but it amazes me how many even dude, even good buddies of mine that are like, hey, you like, you want to go check? And I'm like, dude, 
You know I ain't gonna go look at that right now. You know I don't care what the hell's going on over there right, right. now. Like, I'm like, go freaking, you go waste your time, man. Like, and that's something about me. Like I, I gear up. Like I'm, I'm so ready. Like when that gun fires, man, I'm going so hard for so long that I ain't burning myself out now. And now, if there's ways that I can gather intel, like there's, dude, there's so many things like talking to farmers and getting those pieces of, of information, or even I would be more prone to right after a season go scout somewhere just to just to get eyes on it versus yeah. go in the middle of the the you know blistering summer where you know it's totally different it's overgrown whatever um and also the reason i do it though is because subconsciously i found out over the years that the more intel i get the more it sticks here so one of yeah, my one no of doubt. my all-time one of my all-time um rules for myself uh that i try and like preach a lot is Dude, when you come in, every time you come into a season or to a property, even if you've hunted that property for 25 years, I believe that you are going to be 20 more times well off as if you come into that property like you've never fucking been there. Mm -hmm. Come in there, erase all your previous data and just, and it sounds stupid. It's like, well, I'm not going to erase all that historic data. I guarantee you, you will be better off if you do. And what I found is over the years, man, especially cameras, cameras were the worst for me. I'd get a picture of a deer that I wanted to kill in an area, and that camera picture would never leave my mind. In the yeah, back of my mind, I always I agree, knew, and man. I would always, you can I would always, sub, <laughs> I'd always subconsciously resort back to that spot. Yeah, even though I knew, it, dude, I'm telling, I would tell you, Jared, oh man, I know he's not there. It's like. And then you'd be like, where are you? But I got that like, daylight picture. I I'm, go I'm, hunting over, I'm hunting over where I got that picture. Like, God, yep. you just told me you knew yeah. he wasn't there. So, you know, that's one reason. But well, well, dude, I know that point, too, it's so hard. How do you get that out of your mind? You're like, I have verifiable evidence. Here he was. Mm -hmm. There he was in daylight. That's the, the only info I have to go off of. That's that's solid. And so many people well, cling that, to that forever. That Yeah, that's where you need to get in a – that's where I think – the more you take it back to basics and the more you eliminate all this bullshit like cameras and all these things that make, I'm telling you, the more it sounds like counterintuitive. No, but I'm with you. You, you, you will build, um, like I said, man, I, I want to start off by prefacing. Like there's, there's levels to this, right? There's, there's, mm -hmm. I'm not talking about all camera use. I'm not talking about inventory. Purposes. Oh, dude, I'm not, well, I'm, I'm, I'm chuckling. I'm not talking about grants. We're with yeah, you. We're yeah, with you. Well, and I, but I know there's going to be guys out there even right now that are like, you motherfucker, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, yeah, sure. I hunt, I, I hunt 6,000 acres of, of public mountains and I got to hang cameras. I'm not saying to yeah. not hang cameras to, to, yeah. to narrow your spot down. What I'm saying is this is where, this is where I think it's different. If you're hunting 6,000 acres of mountain, you go hang as many fucking cameras as you need to. But when you get that piece of information, when you get your spot narrowed down, now is when I'm telling you to fucking kick them to the curb. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if, and, and if you have the time, you know, cause that's, cause all of us are limited on time, no matter what we do, if we mm -hmm. work in the industry, let's face it, we all are limited on time. And, and, and what I'm talking about is when you've established a piece or you have a piece of property that you know there's deer there. You know the deer you want to kill is there in the proximity. I believe you're doing more harm than good by running cameras. What, you're trying to get more pictures of them? Yeah, you're trying exactly. To get, you're, what no what you end up doing is you're using the camera as a crutch for good old-fashioned, like, just getting out there. because yep. And, and it's, it's, it's attractive because it's quicker. It's fun. It's cool to get the pictures. Like, it's cool. 
All it's a trap, awesome. though, man. I mean, and I've, is, I've, get, I've, I've fallen into, into it. it. Yeah, because what I end up doing, especially now with cell cams, right? It's like, well, okay, I got a picture of them two weeks ago. There's a good front coming in, but I haven't seen them, so I don't hunt, right? Well, the moment I get them on camera, it's too oh, late. Dude. I already blew it. Well, here's the thing, dude. Here's the thing. He's there. You're just not getting a picture of him. Like, there's it. so many people. There's, I if I, dude, man, if I had. If I had a dollar for every deer I see in skirt a camera from somebody that was hunting the property with me, like, I mean, uh, you know, yeah. easily $10, right? I'm not going to go crazy, but I'd easily yeah. have 10 bucks at least, right? Yeah. Um, but the thing is, is, is cameras only capture that, that, that one, that, that glimpse, that one angle, that one point of view. For one, you're missing the intel on the camera. For two, you're living and dying by the intel on the camera mm-hmm. when, when it's not. And then for three... The even the good intel you get from the camera sometimes is mind fucking you and you don't even know it. Yeah, like it's 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 happening constantly. So here's a good example. Last year, um, I was hunting with a buddy of mine and um, we're hunting the same farm together, and uh, we both knew we both this guy's a good hunter and and um, I've watched him grow as a hunter uh, for a long time and I've I've, I've watched him hone his woodsmanship skills and this is a guy who. From the get-go, most people don't have this talent, but from the get-go, this dude could get on deer. He was he was a talented scouter. He had woodsmanship. He knew what he's doing, right? And he's running into a rough patch, and and he starts talking about how oh next year I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a couple cell links, and I'm, I'm I think if I just if I can set up this this camera this mm-hmm. camera this, and I'm like and I'm like dude I'm like let's let's I'm like why why do you want to do that? And he's like well. He's like, well, just if I, I was like, dude, let, let's take this down to the beginning. <laughs> I said, you, this deer, you know, he's here. You've seen him twice. You've had two encounters. You've been on his ass. Why do you feel like you need a cell camera? Right. Like to, to, to get him killed. You don't need that shit. You, you know, he's here. You know, he's running this trail. Cause you just told me you want to hang the cell camera on that trail because you've seen his track. You cut his track there. Well, what the fuck? Why, why are you doing it? Well, what it is, is like people you get, they get caught in this now. Well, now it's not, it turns into like, well, they, they, they want to ha- like, it's, it's about then hunting less and oh, well, they want some sort of validation get- is what they are looking well, for too. So, well that, and, and also like, it's such a slippery slope because then right here it's like, okay, so you're just going to go the route of, we talked about this briefly, but there's guys out there that literally surveillance property. Yeah. yeah. They take and they, they go as much money as they can afford in cell plans. They got 15 cameras out there <laughs> and just, and, and they, they use those to hunt. And like that just, that takes it out of it for me. It's just, it, it's a total different. Like, wouldn't yeah. you rather just like, you know, he's there. What more information are you going to get by getting a picture other than, now you're getting a real-time benefit, and if you're going to use that real-time benefit... That's, to, that's the to, conversation. That's the line. Well, dude, there's... Okay, here, man. listen, I'll rattle off, I think, three specific scenarios because there's an undeniable value that cell cameras give, or, or, or I call it a benefit or an advantage, where it's like the odds are pretty good of killing the deer based off of these pictures that you've gotten. I'd say, I'd say one is, you know, a, a woodblock type of scenario where there's one way in, one way out. You know, we've all seen those where it's like, I got a picture of the buck coming back in the morning. He's coming out here. I know it. And it's like, it's during the rut or he followed a donor or whatever. Uh, a lot of guys have capitalized on that opportunity. I can't think of a specific one, but I'm probably one of them. I know he went in there. I got a picture mm-hmm. of him this morning. He came out and killed him. That's one. Number two would be mid to late October scrape hunting. 
uh, I think weather patterns, obviously, you know, especially rain. I mean, is, yep. it, is there any more front, higher expectation front. that you can have yep. on like a scrape? You know, if you've monitored it with a camera, he's coming out. I know this where it's at. The scra scrape would be number two on, uh, you know, a, a week long period in that third week of October. Uh, number three is bait. Right. And so, you know, we can speculate, hey, I put bait out. There's probably a buck coming in on it. Uh, no, I have a picture. He's there every day at 430. Right. It's mm -hmm. it's. Yeah. It's a it's it's a very very high odds if you can get away with. Well, in the bait states, we've talked about hunt. the the cell camera or even just cameras in general has created monsters and a lot of these people hunting baits to say who who probably would have shot the two year old one ten that they saw, but now they're like, well, this four year old's now showing up, and so all of a sudden the deer that may have made it through, right, are getting killed because people are holding out because they they know that that deer's there. Yeah. Well, and, and I may be missing some. There, there's probably more. Uh, you know, there's more scenarios than that, but those three right there is like, that's, that's what keeps guys using cell cameras, right? Yep. Cause I, it's like, it's literally increasing my odds beyond all the other, you know, Intel gathering and, and whatever else I can get from them. But th those things right there kill deer. This is, and it's natural. Like it's a time thing too. Everybody is in a hurry to get to the next red light, right? Like every, yep. like it's always, um, <laughs> you know, if, if they can, if something can cut, like, look at the world we live in nowadays, like everything you need amazon you need you need a uh, prime delivery today you need to get this at the store or like you know fast food like yeah dude there's no there's no patience anymore and and a lot of times um i think everybody's just looking for that it's the same thing you know on a parallel you go to like a couple of years ago i think i don't know if it was garmin or somebody released that bow site right yeah yeah that Gar that, that yeah. aims for you yeah so yeah, it ranges so you, you click <laughs> you click the button like this this freaking this slammer's out there at 65 yards. You've never shot 65 yards at a target in your life. You got this new Garmin site. Maybe you were shooting a 40, 50. Now you can click a button and that sucker puts that pin right on that for you. Like that type of like this type of direction just seems like we're getting away from what what like what we all like what we learned and or yeah. and, like what we well, that's love the whole conversation the i think cody is the resisting of technology because like it's we you know jeremy and i say all the time it's like it's easier to kill a deer today than it ever has been before because of all these technologies and, and even older more mature deer in some cases i mean do we we beat into the ground that the situation of like a, a straight wall cartridge rifle in ohio over a corn pile 100 yards away with a cell camera like oh. that's 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 technology at its most deadly mm -hmm. and it's like where do we where do we want to be on that spectrum is like a, i think a very fair question and i mean not to mention from a, a state regulation standpoint right the the landscape level regulations we are becoming with these tools more efficient at killing deer right the baseline of of most regulations has not changed whether it's tag allocations or season lengths or whatever yeah right now it's in our court to decide where <laughs> we want to be and and you know good luck hoping people will be Which, the, be the take the high road right yeah the hunter podcast is brought to you by stealth cam dude where would we be without our cell cams i would definitely be divorced at this point <laughs> yeah i hear that <laughs> i mean the fact is is i spent more time checking cameras than i actually did hunting prior to cell cameras now at least my wife can enjoy me being in the comfort of my own home buried in my phone checking those pictures 100 yeah, and dude when it comes to uh, trail cameras and definitely cell cameras. Reliability is, I think, the number one thing that we're looking for. Stealth Cam just has a long reputation of reliable cameras, and ultimately that is the most important thing to us. They have to work. In terms of reliability, there's not a better camera on the market than Stealth Cam, whether you're talking about the Fusion X, the Reactor, or the DS4K Transmit. And most of them are under 200 bucks. StealthCam.com. Check them out.
that's where like you wonder like where's the, where does the line get drawn i mean i had yeah. a couple i have cool cool conversations about this uh at like shows and stuff all the time um with people who are you know for against whatever but like where does the line get drawn, man? Like, I know there's there's a lot of drone services now too. Like, well, guys yeah, fly over your property them. with a with, yeah. a with a drone, all like all, for a year, right? And then they give you a blueprint of where your herds living at this time, where they're. Yeah. I don't know, like, like, and now you can find deer with drones. How long is it before, like, are they gonna allow you to use drones in sea? Like, hundred percent. Well, did you could. We had Mike Yoder on. That's the drone deer recovery guy, and we, and we talked okay, exactly yeah. about that. We're like, dude, where where is the line on this thing? Like. You know, because yeah. Jeremy and I are like, well, you know, we want guys that if there's a dead deer out there, we want it recovered. You know, I, I, you know, I think that's okay. What if you, what if you throw the drone up and it turns out the thing's alive? Like, okay, are you hunting the animal at that point then? Like, can you go, you know, and <laughs> yeah. then, and then even all the way to like the, the surveillance and the, it's, like, yeah, it's even wild. on that, it's just kind of like, dude, I have no idea. Like where, where, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's. It's wild, man. We're living in a, but, but which is, you know, and that's where, I don't, like I said earlier, you know, I give credit to where credit's due. Like if a guy is using that and that's his tactic, but at the, at the bare root of it for me, like what fires me up, like that doesn't fire me up. Right. So, like, and, and you, you touched on this briefly, but this is something that is, that I think is, is truly sad that people don't have anymore. And it's why it's it's the main reason I can be pissed at whatever like uh, how things are going, but ultimately like dude, if you want to go if you want to go shoot a buck, if you want to surveillance your camera, if you want to put an actual hardwired Wi-Fi camera on your property and use that to kill it, like I could I could give two shits. I don't care what you're doing. Mm -hmm. What what upsets me or not upsets me, but what actually it it makes me sad is like people what they don't have anymore is getting back to my point is that that unknown right that mm. it is so exciting it is so exciting to go into the timber and have no idea what you're going to walk across yeah or have or not know what's there or not know what it scores or if you want to shoot mm -hmm. it like what it feels like to make that last minute decision and to see see a glimpse of a time this last year when i was when i when i hooked into this freaking magnum 190 inch gross mainframe eight Dude, when I seen that deer at, at 10 yards, I freaking almost jizzed my pants. Like, it was so – dude, I'm telling you, man, yeah. you don't get that anymore. Yeah. I you seen don't. A glimpse. You don't, man. Dude, dude I dude, seen dude. a glimpse. I seen a glimpse of a tie, and I was like, shooter, grab my bow, and I creep up, and I see that fucking rack swing. And, yeah. that, and I see this huge common base that I had no – I'm like – I'm like Joe Rogan in a knockout. I'm like, oh shit, here it is, here it is. Like here he is. Never had any inclination. Uh -huh. That right there, that that one moment. I dude, I'm, I'm I got goosebumps right now just thinking about that moment. Yeah. For years, dude, I was sitting there like a fucking hamster on a wheel, waiting for oh, where's the where's the where's the big 165 inch eight? That's the one I'm killing today or the, this year. That's the one I'm after. It's yeah. the biggest one on the property. He's fucking four and a half, whatever no sense of adventure no sense of the unknown yeah. depression be when you had a bad year and then you're just living on this intel you're just living on 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 chips and fucking <laughs> you're pulling cards that's a great way dude, to put it man like, dude that <laughs> it shit is. ain't that shit ain't fun dude well i mean that's when what drove us when we were younger I, right well, dude no don't get me wrong like, like yeah i'm I, I don't mean to bash it because i did that for many years not but, at all dude 
dude. Like, not that it's not fun. Don't get me wrong. When yeah, you get yeah. that target buck, it's awesome. And you're doing it, but dude, the feeling, like when you when you ditch that stuff and you just walk out there and there's no plan, you're just you're mm-hmm. you're so organically reading the sign that's there, hunting it. Yeah, I was gonna say you're hunting. Every, every, dude, <laughs> everything's a surprise. You are you are you are actually hunting. And and whether you're on a piece of, whether you're on a 15 acre piece of property or, or a 15,000 acre piece of property, like, you know, I mean, it, there is now the catch, the catch is if you're a dude who is still in that, that inch thing where you care nothing about inches and you're trying to kill a booner and you're trying, it does put a disadvantage because there's in the last couple of years, like there's been properties that I've, I've smoked 175 inch deer and there was a 190 run around. And it would have been damn nice to know that. Sure. But dude, I had a better time. I, I was able to smell the roses, be in the moment and just be jacked on that deer and accept it for what it was, which was just a, a clean freaking hunt, man. Just no, that's kind of why I've always been like, like, like against even the gadgets and stuff and like Ozonics and, and not that Ozonics doesn't work. Like it was not like ozone works. We know the technology works, but to me, it yeah. bogs me down like, okay, here now I'm like just taking mm-hmm. this extra fucking gadget out in the woods. And yep. man, dude, it's just refreshing to just walk out there, man. Like you talk to these old timers, that's what they had. They just walked out there. They walked out there with their bow. Like I get off work or I get done talking to some people and I got my, my street clothes on and stuff. And, and that's the most of the hunting I do now. It's just, it's, it's, you know, and then I, I, over the years, like what, what jacks me up even more now is I, I try and do shit that's a little bit counterintuitive to like the mainstream super, super low hunting. Like a lot of the things that people bitch about, like, um, or, or say is impossible or say you can't do. I just, I really try and experiment those things. Um, and, and just try and do things differently. Cause it's exciting, dude. When you yeah. get, if you hang five feet in a tree, five feet or five yards off a trail, even having does come through there, dude, it trips you like it, like it yeah. way on like way on like being in a, a blind on a field edge or, or 50 yards off a main trail. Like, dude, it's a, yeah. it's a different grind, man. It's just, and trying to get those, trying to get those goosebumps on a constant basis is like my mission, man. I just, I want to be in it, dude. And, and just, just be jacked. I think that's the, the balance, right? Because I, you know, we've talked about before I yearn for that feeling as a kid where it was like, I didn't know, you know, I was just out there hunting. And like, you see, you know, back then in Pennsylvania, it was like a two year old, eight point. You're like, Holy shit. They're giant. Right. To where now, like my expectation, like is I'm not so caught up in the inches as much as I want to kill mature buck. Right. In, in certain States or certain places, like if I'm in Ohio, I've got a a pretty solid gut feeling that there's a mature buck there that I can harvest. But if I'm in, you that's know, not a guy feeling. You got pictures of him. Like, it's literally well, but that's is. what I'm saying. If <clears throat> if I start to go, like, where's the fine balance there? Like, how can I know yeah. that there's one there without feeling so? Because, dude, I I 100% Cody. I get wrapped up in the intel and I hate it. It ruins dude, it man. ruins my season. It yeah, I'm telling and and a lot of people it's doing the same thing for a lot of people and they don't know it. And where I would answer your question is, you don't have like so. A guy like me, I have I have established pieces of property. I, I go, I have leases. I hunt on public ground. I hunt on private ground. I hunt on I hunt on manicured shit. I hunt on not a uh, dude. I'm an opportunity. Like I'll hunt anywhere, man. You if you Jared calls me and says, hey dude, I got some good ones running around. You want to come up and hunt? I'm fucking there. Yeah. Like that. That's just the type of dude that I am. But where I would where I what I would suggest is if you're on a, an established piece of ground at all. And when I say established, I mean just you are familiar with it. Yeah. 
and you're familiar with the type of deer it can hold and you're dedicating a certain amount of time to it, like that's when you can, you, I think you can be free to ditch those cameras. Now, if you're looking to acquire a new piece of property, if you're going somewhere out of state, like I remember a couple Mm -hmm. of years ago, I went to Ohio and I went to the Hills down there Oh yeah, and it was so vast and so much ground. And I'm just a power scouter. Like I like scouting. I like looking around and my mission was to scout until I found deer. Well, it took me two freaking days just to get on deer. Mm-hmm. I could like the, the population down there and there was so little deer and I was just walking and walking and walking and finding new access and stuff. That was a point in time where I said to myself, like, fuck, dude, you know what? If you would have brought a couple cameras yeah, and you would have just yeah. drove around in a, in a truck and at least just satellited some cameras just to get just to figure out and gain those those two days back or cut that two days down to, down to one 24 hour period. That would have been that would have been way a good benefit in a way mm-hmm. that like and then once I got that, I just took the cameras down and hunted for the rest of the four days sure. I was there. So there I think there's always a blend. The cameras are a tool. They should be used as a tool. Right. But as soon as they start dictating your every move, throw them fuckers out. Like that's that, that's kind of how I look at it. Um, yeah. And it's a fine it's you a gotta, fine line for gotta sure. Be con- yeah, you gotta be conscious of it too. And you have to you have to know that that you know you got to be wise of that. Um, mm. I, I used to slip into that, and then I was like, you know what? I'm not using these damn things. And uh, and if I do use one, it'll be uh, purely purely intel purposes. And when I start actually hunting, that thing's gone. Yeah. That it's my starting point as an intel. I hang it on a ridge. I get one that cruises through. Okay, I know this buck's coming through this ridge. Now let me hunt and not worry about this camera one hmm. bit. Maybe I'll even let it soak, right? And then you can even you can check it after the fact. That's another good key for cameras, I think. Mm-hmm. Some ear. guys will hang them ear to ear. and just yeah, yep, yep. Just just dude, pull them at the end, and then they can at least kind of use that Huge. as like, dude, Cody. You know? I do that a lot, like yeah, on a so, daily yeah. basis during hunts. Even right now, like I'll I'll pull up and I'll you know, fortunately these you know phone galleries are organized by by date i could just scroll back to today mm-hmm. last year and i'm like oh mm-hmm. yeah here he was there he was mm-hmm. on this one and i'm like i'm playing on moves like that's one factor that I'm, I'm playing in there um dude one interesting thing like for, for i guess jeremy and i to consider is because because we both run a lot of cameras right now and it's we walk the line i think of like uh we're hunting mainly remote places like my family farms two hours from here jeremy's got you know, same situation, maybe even a little further. So it's not like we're driving around every, it's not like we can just kind of survey and, and observe. And, and we get a lot of uh, enjoyment out of like, even I was just telling Jeremy today, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to get these cameras out in two weeks to see, see what we got, you know, I'm That's super pumped. Funny. And like, yeah. so my enjoyment from like the, the Intel and the camera perspective is, is, you know, for six, eight months out of the year where it's like, oh, geez, I'm just constantly like I'm waking up at night. I'm checking the thing. I'm excited that, oh, he was there. Oh, there's a new buck that showed up, you know? And undoubtedly, I think you would you would lose that without having the cameras. You can just, and I don't know which is better. Maybe I could sit there and just daydream about what's showing up and, and speculate. Dude, see, that's the power. Like, you yeah, know, when you, when you, <laughs> bring my imagination back, right? Well, dude, I'm yeah, and it, and it can work. It, see, if I told you, so you're going up to your your piece two and a half hours away, right? Yeah, two hours. You know, yeah. if I told you, there's no camera intel. If I'm like, dude there's some giants up in these woods, man. Like, dude, you know it, you know, there's tanks up there. Like in well, your mind, is that's thinking, a big part of it, dude. I think you gotta have you, the security, like, cause there isn't always right. Like I know a lot yeah, of guys before yeah. cameras, dude, guys would hunt these pieces of property and they're like, I'm 150 year bus. And like, there ain't a 150 there. Like I could, it's just, but, there isn't. Yeah. But that's where, like, I think it's important. You are going to hunt your ass off versus 
being bummed out of what you think you know. So there's like I've I've seen oh man, this is so it's so it's so hard for me, but I've I've seen people either not hunt a property or not sit it based off of what they thought they know by the handfuls of cameras. And then when you know anybody like that, Jerry? Yeah, I'm guilty. And, <laughs> right here. You're, well, you're talking and, to and, one. And then when they have a buddy who doesn't give two shits and just looking to ha- like get out there or they have a neighbor kill yep. a hundred and freaking 80 inch slammer, yep. they're sitting there just kicking themselves in the ass. And that happens all the time because the one thing you got to remember is even if you, you never give up cameras and you continue to run those day in, day out, have the intel, you have, you cannot replace that for actual physical scouting. So mm. if you're going to run them, you got to do both. And where I say is if you're going to do both anyway, I would rather be on the fresh. Now, you that might help you connect the dots of like what sign was made by what deer. Yep. But I look at it as like if I'm going on a four day hunt to my to like if I'm going with you, Jared, we're going up on four day hunt. I don't give a shit what's on the intel. I'm just going to hunt until I see something I want. Um, but that all comes to like what you're looking for, too. If yep. I'm if I'm looking if I have a, a, a dead goal of like. I need this inch. It's a different story. But like where I'm at in, in my point of like, I, dude, anything like I don't get me wrong. I'm still hunting big deer. I'm yeah. not trying to kill but you're hunting the deer. experience. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, I'm hunt, dude. As soon as I like, if that sucker trips my trigger, um, I'm letting him have it. And I want to, and it also jacks me up too. Cause it's like, a, it's like a gamble. You know, when one comes mm-hmm. in and you're oh, like, yeah. oh, should I, should <laughs> yeah, I, you don't know. You know? And, yeah. Dude, that, that jacks you up even on top of it. And then, and sometimes you end the season with, damn, I fucked up. I yeah. should have shot that deer. Yeah. But that's even better. That's even better. Yeah. And because I think that's you, the big thing that's missing now. Right. I mean, most people like, that have, you know, let's say you got a hundred acres or 150, you know, almost every buck that's on that damn piece of property right dude, now. It can be so depressing. Yeah. It can be, it can be depressing. It, dude, I've seen my old man get into lumps like that where yeah. he's just sitting around, just, he's just sitting around like a freaking bump on a log. And I'm like, like, you know, and we don't like share Intel or anything. And we're not too like, you know, we don't, we're not like, like <laughs> chummy talking all the time, but I'm like, what the fuck's up? And he's just no fucking big ones, you know? And I'm like, and I have no, I have no recollection. So I don't yeah. look at pictures. Don't look at any cameras. Don't know what's going on. And I'm like, dude, that's just sad. Like it just, it makes me, I'm like, dude, and and I know damn well shit can show up. Shit can come from a neighbor's yeah. property that might not have been there. Some, some external pressure. <laughs> Same thing with like, you know, some big piece of like you get on a, you get on a piece of property that's connected to any sort of major system, like a river or sure. railroad tracks or run um, even, you know, I talked to a buddy um, last year who was hunting this piece right off a big set of tracks. November's coming out. I'm like, dude, you camp your fucking ass on those tracks, dude. I don't care what you think you have on the camera. Some shit's showing up. Like, yeah. and, 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 and around here, that shit could be a 190 inch Magnum, right? You know, a couple days later, uh, and this was on a camera, but 170 probably gross deer just, I mean, probably came from freaking three miles away. Got on those tracks and just ripped, man. Was sent checking all those, those, those woodlots. And that's the shit that, that's what we're, that's like that that uh, that golden ticket out there that like is mm-hmm. can can spark that, that fuel to keep going, you know, um, to whereas else you're like, oh, man, I don't know. Maybe I'll go somewhere else. I don't really I don't have the pictures. Well, I was going to say, oh, that's this- that's the corner that ends up happening. And it's like, you know, let's say you've got one or two go to spots. Your cameras are there. The a deer you want isn't there. Now, what the fuck do you do? 
<laughs> like, what, what do you do? Well, it, it probably varies throughout the year. Like, you know, do you, so no, no cameras, no, not like I'm trying to put myself in this mindset and I have a question for you on that too, <laughs> but like come the rut, like obviously that's, that's the time of the year that it's like, you know, there, there's rut spots. Like there's spots that are just good every year. Uh, it may not be in the bedroom of, of, of a buck that you want or that you saw. Like, do you find yourself just settling back into those rut spots like during November? Um, I do. I do not like settling in like, like in a derogatory term, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, I always, I always eat, eat shit in November to tell you the truth, because I'm just so like more of a routine looking for like a pattern to intercept. And like, that's kind of my go-to. Oh, yeah. Like, you got to get away from patterns um, in November. That ain't happening. Yeah. So I just like, like I've tried to, but I'm also impatient. So I can't, I've, I've never sat all day. I can't, I can't do it. Like you were I just preaching to us earlier about patience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, dude, and that's that's where like internal battle, dude. It's a it's such a battle for me because, but because I'm impatient, keeps me constantly looking for what's going on at that exact moment in time. So, so what I do, so even just like November, <laughs> I'll be scouting, hanging multiple stands throughout the day, moving, looking for where those deer are, and just I just I keep going. I never stop. I just keep going, hunt here for a little while, keep going. If I can find a, a killer pinch, I'll hit that to where I think like you know, the prime time would be, and I'll, I'll, I'll try it, but you know, I'm just, I'm just moving, man. I'm like a, yeah. um, I just try not to get like patterned. Like I would yeah, yeah. pattern something. Here's what I was going to ask you. You and your dad hunt uh, a lot of the same ground. Sometimes. And he's running cameras. Oh yeah. Okay. And so does it ever happen? Like you guys are Sunday, Sunday evening dinner. He's like, Hey, could check this guy out. Oh, dude, <laughs> shows you a one eight. Will, will you look at that, it? Dude, will, you, will you consider that fucker, it? That fucker wouldn't show me a one eight. He's, he's a fucking. What if he's already tagged out? That fucker's ruthless. No, he's got he. Trust Three me, tags, he's got I guess. Plenty, yeah. Oh yeah, he's got a couple tags. He's um, straight ruthless. Oh dude, yeah. Wouldn't that, show you a one eighty. Interesting. That, that information is going to the grave. But um, <laughs> the, he's in, over in, there buzzing that, his phone. He's looking like, at what the hell is that? He's like, no, that's not. You know what the yeah the sickening thing or the thing is is like sometimes. You know, like, yeah, if I would be around him at the season or like we, cro we cross paths on like a, uh, you know, maybe going in or going out. Like, I know that. But like, dude, I see him like he's got the cameras out. You, you know? guys like, don't coordinate at all. Like, is it just you guys hunting the property? Is there other guys or? Yeah. Yeah. So there's I mean, like, you know, family, friends and, and buddies of his. Right. And, and you guys like talk. That. You're like, hey, I'm going to hunt. So and so I'm over on this, the 80 or whatever. We we sh we should keep, uh, keep in touch a little bit better. Um, you both just pulling at the same time, I'm, dude. It's dude, it's the fucking wild west out here, man. I'm telling you, man. We we there. You would think you would think father and son like we'd be out there sitting together. And no, standing, I met like, your dad. I never thought that. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Well, a lot of people they think like you know father and son, but yes, I'm glad. So you understand what I'm doing. I get it. Yeah, uh, but yeah. but yeah. So usually, man, it's like um, it's very competitive. Uh, ever since I got to the point where like, like we're both looking for the biggest deer here. Now, I think it's, it's definitely, it's, it's definitely more of an advantage to him now that I'm not running cameras or anything. Cause I just don't, but there's a lot of time every year we end up like, it's just, it's just natural, man. Because even though he runs cameras, that motherfucker scouts his ass off. Oh, yeah. So that's, that's the trade-off. Like most people will just abandon that and run cameras. He won't like so. So regardless of what he's doing on his cameras and what I see and don't get me wrong, there's been times where I walk past where I find a freaking I find it just the hammer trail and then I see a cat. I'm like, motherfucker, I wonder what was on. I wonder what the fuck he got on that thing. Like, mm. but you know, like that'll happen. But Temptation. I tell you, man, we always end up in the same spot and we end up ramming like like because it's like because <laughs> it because it, if you're reading the sign, dude, and yeah. you're trying to get in the best spot, 
I don't care, man. You can be, I'll, I'll start, I'll start a fucking two miles over this way. And, and before I know it, dude, I'm, I'm sitting in a stand and he's walking in or, or he's sitting in a stand and I'm walking in and it's like, motherfucker, like I'm, I'm hunting here, dude. Like, so it gets <laughs> great. Minds. You know, it, yeah, dude, it, it does get pretty wild, but I, I go out of state a lot too. And I, um, um, and we try and, you know, our, uh, fortunately, like we do have a, a pretty vast, you know, we hunt a vast area. So it, if I know he's hunting an area, like I can, I can yeah. keep to some other area or whatever, but, yeah. um, yeah. Well, it's, it's cool that you have enough there that you can kind of like, uh, ha- have that camaraderie, that competition without like, you know, you know, you're saying you step on each other's toes, but it's, I, it's, it's not like you're hunting a 40 yeah. and it's like, there's two spots. Oh to hunt yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's, de- it's definitely not that, but, and, and if you'll see like, you know, some of these bigger, bigger pieces or when you get into like, like, especially farm country and like a lot of egg and mixed, and we got a lot of like rock bluffs and, and real bluffy things like this on the, cool. on the Mississippi. And what people don't understand too, that might be from a different area is even in a given property, like you almost have herds of deer, like, like yeah. they, they group up, they populate certain areas. They, so like, you know, uh, uh, you know, here one mile away, you could be hunting totally different deer that are going completely the opposite way and vice versa and coming to the center or sure. So it really gets, um, um, yeah, there's been, uh, so actually a few years back, dude, this, this one chapped the ass a little bit, but um, we, I was hunting, dude, I was hunting this fucker hard, man. He was a, he was a hammer and he was, he was actually not even, not even on the property. I had to go seek uh kind of permission and I was, I was way off bounds and, and he was a smart bastard, dude. And he was living out in the open and I was, I was, I came close a couple times. I actually sent an arrow through his brisket. Um, and dad ended up smoking that thing two miles away in November. Like wow. he just, dude, he started cruising and got on that main main draw that that uh that like that crick branch that loops through and then ends up and and it was just like so shit like that happens too so even though that deer would have freaking never been there at any other time and it's like you know finding those uh you know trying to find deer outside of the trail camera pockets and stuff so Mm. yeah that makes sense man it's crazy i i think when you get into it um you know, a lot of people listening to this obviously are hunting all over the whitetail range, whether it's Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Ohio, Kentucky, you know, and I think that, um, the one thing they're probably thinking just like I am is like, man, you know, one knowing he's there takes a lot of that surprise element out of it. But it also is the like fact, like, you know, I know that I'm, I've got a limited amount of time to hunt, right? I'm not wasting time hunt, hunting a ghost, which we all probably have felt, especially you, Cody. I mean, if you're, if you're telling me, you know, you pull those cameras at some point, you got to think you're chasing a ghost. Yeah. Yeah. You got to, yeah. You have to get over that hundred percent. That's totally a hit. That's totally <laughs> a, um, um, a thing you have to get over in your mind. And this is a big thing I tell guys about even, even nighttime sign and when they're not running cameras or there's so many guys out there doing what they need to do, but they're so discouraged because they're not getting it done or seeing the deer. Like that deer could be funneling through at, at nighttime or, or after they leave or before they get there and stuff like that. It's the same concept with you have to go in, you have to commit, you have to have a process and you have to trust that process. Mm-hmm. It's just like getting on a diet, dude. Right. I don't know if any, like, I know you, you, you freaking train, man. You've been on some diets. Mm-hmm. So it's like getting you on that diet and a week into it, you're like, fuck this diet. I ain't dude. Like I, I ain't losing any weight. I ain't gaining any weight. This is bullshit. And you abandon the diet. Well, it's never going to work, dude. You got to commit to that diet and you got to push through that 
initial, yeah, that initial crazy phase in your mind. And once you do that, and don't get me wrong, throughout the season, like even last year, dude, there's there's to, there's tons of times where I I think like, fuck, man, what am I doing here? Like, yep. it'd be really nice to know if there was a slammer here. It's like, yeah. especially like, dude, last year I had 165 or walk by video, didn't take the opportunity, like you know, and I'm like, I know there's a bigger one here. Well, you could bet your ass four days later when the movement fucking stalled and I didn't see shit. I was like, you're a dumb motherfucker, Cody. Like, you should you should have you should have took that opportunity. You should you could be in Iowa right now. Things start going to your head and then you got to then you got to check yourself and you just got to be like, no, there's you made the right call. Just keep at it, dude. Keep on that freaking keep on that pace. And and on that exact story, I think it was it wasn't it wasn't until like nine days later. But I ended up for gut shooting or, or I got a poor shot on a bigger buck, mm. you know, and it was just like, dude, see, it was just it was assurance you held in there. Mm-hmm. And 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 it doesn't always happen like that. But you have to you got to see it through, you know. Um, so what what states a, are you focusing mindset. on each year, Cody? I mean, Iowa. I, what, what part of yep, Iowa so, are you guys in? So we're so we're in like central ish, not central, sorry, east central. Okay. So yep. right where like the bluffs start meeting the egg stuff. Okay. Um, I usually try and focus on um, like the tri-state, Illinois, Wisconsin, Iowa. Yeah. Um, for like, I like to get down to like for a couple of years, like um, I start to dabble in and I branch out. Like I might hit Missouri or I might hit Kansas or yep. I might hit, um, you know, but usually beyond Ohio, like the other year, I was actually the first year I went to Ohio. I went a little further out there. Yep. But I like to kind of stay close, you know, I, I keep it in that tri-state, mm-hmm. you know, based off of what I got going on. And then, you know, there's in each given one of those states, there's, you know, there could be four or five properties that I'm I'm, I'm looking at or that I'm actively hunting or, um, you know, I, I do believe, too, that you need to kind of <clears throat> the more you spread yourself thin the worst you're going to do. So, yeah. So a lot of Story times, of like, we from that for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of times I don't even hunt. I like, I think last year I didn't hunt Iowa until November, like the mm-hmm. entire month of October, I might've got, or maybe two sits mm-hmm. because I was so focused on Southern Illinois. I was like, no, nah, I'm going down or, or, or the same thing with like, if I put it in my head, like, okay, I'm going to Missouri for opener. Like it's, it's, we attack Missouri until we're done. Yeah. And then we go somewhere else, you know, yeah. or, or, or we, so yeah, so I I kind of um I get I've never been up to the nor- northeast by you guys. Uh, I was actually contemplating going there last year. Um, buddy of mine hunts some some big mountainous stuff there, and I'm super pumped to get out there. I would just love to experience it and and see the hills and shit. Uh, but yeah, a lot of my stuff a lot of my stuff focuses around um, the tri-state area, and then I expand from there. And and that is honestly though 100 percent because I know that that's where the biggest concentration of the biggest deer are. Yeah. And, you know, like my whole like one of the, the goals that I, I, I met, you know, is like was this this dream buck in my mind. Um, and I, I I I checked that off the list a couple of years ago. And after that, it was like, all right, man, I want big ones. But like, dude, it's just about it's about getting out there, enjoying it. And and I still don't like I, I still want the um, the challenge and the pressure and then the gamble of passing deer up and getting that big deer. Like if I want, if I want meat, I'll go shoot a doe. Right. But like, dude, I'm trying, I'm just like, it's just, it's just what I'm after. If like, it sounds, if it was about shooting just a, a Pope and young buck or just a, a racked buck. And it was like, you, you couldn't, you couldn't give me enough tags, man. But it wouldn't mean as much to me because to, to, to walk into a piece of property 
and identify the sign to just to get a get a crack at a decent deer is is just that process ends very quickly mm-hmm. uh where you start to expand that and make it harder and make it more challenging and 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 is you start to add in age you start to add in rack size you start to add in you know um or if you're if your goal is to go down to alabama and shoot a you know a pope and young that's totally different than being where i'm at you know mm, so sure it, you, you got you always got to balance that or where you guys are at you know you wouldn't sit there and hold out for 190 inch deer all year no it'd be, it'd be dumb you know i mean yeah. but at the same time well i mean you got to just you got to take you have to take that into account too. yeah I what's realistic in your expectations yes. for the area be, expectations and goals too like if if your ultimate goal if if hands down your dream is to shoot the world record with a bow well is as awesome as pennsylvania is like i would tell you that any time you spend in pennsylvania is dumb like yeah. if that's your goal like yeah. so i think you gotta no doubt you gotta you gotta you have to look at that i mean because <laughs> even don't get me wrong pennsylvania's freaking state record is a slammer yeah and it could happen but i mean you're trying you're trying yeah. for stars line up man you got to get you got to get into the area that that and you, consistently dude, produces those size of deer. I think mm-hmm. I think people need to be uh, I don't know optimistic slash like really like like know the area. Like I think I think I know guys that use that as a crutch. Like they'll be like, well, I'm in PA. I'm just gonna you know two year olds. That's that's the best they get around here. It's like no, they they get better. Oh yeah, but yes. they they want to and you know same true on our farm and stuff. It's like you know it's easy to try to convince yourself. Well, you know that that three year old is they they all get shot at four or whatever. And it's like so I'm gonna. And so that's, yeah. there's a mental battle on that side too, where it's kind of like, well, if, you know, if- do you think it would be harder? I mean, talking about like with what Cody's kind of strategy is <clears throat> like in a lot of cases you're saying, Hey, here's a whole bunch of, here's some of the five-year-olds we're shooting or something. Cause a lot of guys can't recognize that <laughs> shit. Right. I mean, if they see a big buck coming through, they just, you big buck. Well, They'll dude, just, me, me too. Frankly, the, the, the cameras give you a, a lot of opportunity to, to age. I mean, so as far as a herd management, not having cameras puts you at a huge advantage. I think even Cody, you did. You would agree. Yes. Yeah. You know, because you can identify the animals. The, the question is, sorry, I, I won't get off track. What, what is your question? No, no, no. It, it's just those guys not being able to, or you not being able to, in some cases, All of guide us, yeah. them. It's hard. Yeah. It makes it really So On the hoof. There's a lot of, yeah, a lot of deer that would get shot that maybe with cameras, you probably wouldn't have shot because you would have known them oh, more. Yeah. Uh, Dude, yeah. You get, yeah. I mean, well, the thing is, too, like, you get, um, you, as, but then again, man, I mean, all this stuff is guesstimation. It is. And a lot, and a lot of times, yeah. a H- lot. History with the deer the is truth, really the only way to know. Yeah. And what you're saying, I think happens probably just as much even when guys have pictures. I think it does too. too. There, yeah. There's a lot of ground shrinkage. Like you might be looking at a picture and it was infrared and whatever, or it mm-hmm. looks like it. You've, you've looked at it so much, dude, you're convincing yourself dude. it's bigger than what it is. You know yeah. what? And, and, uh, there is something, I, there is not a term assigned. I'm going to assign deer IQ. Like there is just people for whatever. Re- and I don't know, like if, if we're really good at it or other people are just really bad at it, but they're like, some people just cannot identify. They cannot look at a camera picture, a picture and look at a deer and be like, same deer. They, they, yeah. they cannot in their mind. And it's so weird for me because, and I'm not bragging, but it's just literally like, you know, from last year or even if I haven't seen a deer for two years, like there, I can guess with pretty high odds. As soon as I see a buck coming in, even in June, I'm like, that's that deer, 100%. It's, that's yeah. where he's at. That's the age he is. Mm-hmm. That, I, can re- I, that, I, I can recognize I, him. A lot of guys can't that, do that. That comes with time, dude. I yeah. think that's, yeah. that, that's like, 
it's so time. It, it's even like, you know, people, um, the same thing with like, when you get really into score and you start really yep. analyzing what these deer have and so whatever, one, and especially and when, mm-hmm. yep. yeah, yeah. You can just be like, oh yeah, that, you know, he might go 160, but probably 157 because he's, you know, he's a little yeah, weak yeah, in his yeah. brow and you can do it quick and just because funny. it's like, you know, it's, yeah. so I think that just comes with experience and, and, sure. and even too, like a lot of guys, you get the, the fishing stories oh, yeah. and, oh, I, I seen this. Oh, deer. Yeah. I seen, oh dude. dude, I'm no, you telling didn't. you, can't, like these <laughs> him and her, deer, no, they didn't. <laughs> dude. No, 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 she didn't. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but even dude, it's like when you see 150 inch frame coming through the timber, yeah, giant. it's a, it, it looks fucking big yeah. dude and, and it's even even man there's i pick up my bow um a couple times like like this year just seeing something like you get that first glimpse and he's yep. got the cage but night might have everything else like so it really it really puts you in in perspective though and puts you in check that like when you see an actual boone and crockett frame oh my god dude it's like you met your heart misses a fucking beat dude mm-hmm. you're talking this is different man like a lot of people throw oh i've seen a booner I seen a booner on the side of the road. Like, did you? Yeah, did you? Or did you see a hundred and forty inch deer that had some tines or whatever mm-hmm. that might have might have grossed maybe one seventy if on a fucking lucky day? A booning cro- a true booning crockett that possesses a hundred and seventy inch frame, it's like a, a net it's frame. It's a fucking giant. Dude, oh my god, dude! Yeah. Anybody who's scored deer or seen them or, and a lot of people don't make that correlation because they're a freaking rare. Like, yeah, even they're it's a rarity they're not running around everywhere and it's a different thing so with that being said i think as many people as has those cameras that think they have the best knowledge of the age and the size a lot of people still fuck up well you see it you see it online like somebody will say yeah Yeah. you know got this 140 and you're like where (laughs) like that that 120 i mean behind it like it's just you know that's people that's that's that people don't know how to score deer is what that is yeah 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 and And they're staring at a picture and they still can't do well that fat the fifth mass measurement was uh got got me that extra five inches yeah yeah Yeah. oh shit that outside spread really bought me the extra yeah the tip the tip the tip spread really really brought me up there well that's i mean even on that same breath and i mean i'll put my think of um passing like 150 inch deer like you said cody seeing 150 inch deer coming through the timber and passing that deer there are not many bow hunters out there in the country that can do it they, they Dude, just can't yeah it 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 takes it takes a lot for that because and i always look at it like this like i used to use the term passing too but i've fucked up on so many deer that i just call it not taking the opportunity or like not taking that whatever <laughs> right. like, you know because like yeah i can't I, I, pass, yeah, I can't i can't guarantee that i would have executed that shot but when you have a deer 15, i'm good i'm gonna pass, I'm gonna that's, like good. To pass. that's good no no thanks i uh, you know um but la, 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 la. <laughs> when you have that deer at 15 yard broadside you like to think you'd, you'd be composed we all like smoke to think, them, but, yeah. but the thing is is like to get to that level it, it takes it. There's not many because it takes having a lot of deer of that caliber. I think it, it takes having a very, a very stable rooted goal in your mind. Sure. And it takes, and it takes the discipline of a freaking like a, 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 a Buddhist or some, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it's yeah. a very hard thing to do. And <laughs> if you combine that with a lot of people think they're ready for that step, and then when that fit 150 shows up, it's like, nope, nope, nope. They, they abandon 
they abandoned the the hardness that they had. The oh, like you said, one seventy or bust. That <laughs> is that that is said a lot. Yeah. But until until you start busting, it starts to become a lot more real, and then you start to realize like, oh shit, a one seventy is. Yeah. And and I think and and either you get tricked or you're just having a rough season, and seasons beat you down, dude. Like oh, I don't think no doubt, man. I'm gonna dude. I'm gonna say. I don't think there is any other activity that you willingly put yourself through that beats you down emotionally other than having like maybe a fucked up girlfriend yeah. that beats that beats you down yep. emotionally like a whitetail season. Yeah. Dude, man, you you are on like they say I think like the old man used to say like highest high, the highest of highs, lowest of lows. You go from dragging your ass out there, it's 30 days in not seeing anything to looking your head up and seeing a magnum, seeing your opportunity, yeah. and you t- you tell yourself, "It's it. This is the time. This is what I've been. Cr- this is what I've been doing." And that fucker comes in and makes a scrape at six yards, and you shoot over his back, and he, <laughs> fucking run- and he runs off. He runs off and and looks at you, and gives you that middle finger, and you know you're never gonna see him again. And he oh. and he, but dude, you want to talk about fucking roller coaster? Yeah. Then just dragging your ass back out there. Just to have that happen again two weeks later, or to never, dude, I'm telling you, man, it's it's torture. But that that is the fuck. That's the shit that brings us back there. We don't oh, know no it. No doubt, but that, man. It's it's that that we want that pain, and we don't know it. Yeah. You think you wanted to smoke that thing? No, you wanted to bust your ass another three weeks and not get anything, because then you're gonna be more pissed for next that's... year. Like, dude, I'm telling you, it's yeah. it, it's just it is it, man. Feel, Dude, it's it's freaking it's gnarly. I mean, man. the and ones why... the ones I fucked up are the ones that haunt me. Well, you know, and, there's and one of these kids, deer dude. on this table. Like I I can visualize burying this broadhead in this deer's you know femur, the head of his femur, yeah. over and over on a hundred eighty inch deer, and it just yeah. I remember Ooh. that clearer than a booner I've shot. Yeah, dude. It's just how it is. Well, we we talk all the time about what what breeds a lifelong passion for bow hunting, and it's like, dude, the, the people that failed, like for the first yeah. 10, 15 years of it's like, man, dude. I get same way, Jeremy. I just remember failure after failure after That's failure, it, man. And I'm more heated up with it than ever before. It's like that I've I've missed more than I've ever killed yeah. successfully, and I am, you know, I'm I'm obsessed. <laughs> yeah, dude, tor- it's the torture, man. It's somebody asked me that the other day, like, hey, how? How would you say you're sitting like, you know, with all the deer you got on, on the wall, like versus all the deer you fucked up on? And I was like, and like, I guess they were asking me in the sense of like, you got to be doing better. Right. And I was like, absolutely not. No way. Absolutely not. Not even, not even yeah. close, dude. Oh my God. Yeah. And it's the, it, it's just, I do believe it's that, that ignites a fire, a deep burning fire more than any opening day buck you connect on yeah. or any, sure. any just just you know easy and that's where i where i lump the things into like if i was sit, you know if i was sitting there um would i love to go smash a giant you know like looking at my trail camp looking at my phone watching him hit a scrape and then knowing that like okay yeah i'll just i'll just sneak in there like but all in all then i think when when the when you're counting the chips and you're looking back over the years at the deer you at that deer versus some of the deer that you mm-hmm. really had to dig deep for 
I just don't think it's ever gonna it's ever gonna make amount to the same yeah. feeling. It just it just yeah. won't. I think, I think that's, a, that's a really good point. We were talking today. We were talking land, and we we're thinking, you know, Columbus area, Columbus, Ohio area. You know that if you find the right five acres in Columbus, you put a corn pile out, you there's a good chance you can get a two hundred inch deer on on camera. Game game over. City right, bucks, you know? but yeah. but at the same time, like, how much can you do that before? Like, I mean. Is that really hunt, or are you just killing something? Well, I mean, it, well, that's what it you, comes down a, to. You're on a you're on a mission for a 200 inch deer at that point. You but know? like, once you accomplish that mission, right? And it you didn't really well, work you for know, it I, that I, hard. I, I, can, I can see, you know, well, I don't. I, I think it's okay to have gone down even the road, Cody, that you, that you did, and you've come full circle, and, and maybe we're even still yeah. in it. It's like just because you relied heavily on cameras and killed some deer you know that way it, it you know oh isn't a yeah, bad thing I don't think so. you know i think but but oh, no. but the realization of ultimately what you want out of the experience well where's it, that line like but, that's well, what i'm saying like, it can change but, yeah, i think but you're talking see i think i think you guys are looking you're talking two different things because i agree um what you're saying is is like when you put yourself in those type of scenarios like is the is the is the prize really worth it or like yeah. To that point, if your if your goal is a 200 inch deer, well, how when it's an easy 200 or when it's an easy layup or somebody yeah. somebody gives you that extra point that you know you didn't like make and they're like, oh well, we'll just give you that one or like yeah, you know, I guess it's not to that point, but I know. I what mean, you're it's talking still a 200 incher, right? Well, but it's just I've, how you got you're talking, there. Well, you're talking too because I've seen that because there are guys who put out the feelers, like there's guys with a lot of money who are contacted when a deer is found and they're they get they come there and they just hop in a stand and they shoot it and mm. it's a 200 inch deer but like when like if if one of you guys were to smoke a 200 inch deer up in the mountains of of pennsylvania like versus one of these guys who hunts like i, I think there's a big crew that does a lot of city hunting like in in the georgia area yeah um, and they kill they kill hammer deer but these are these are park they're park deer that just like yeah they get they and i mean like not Pen deer. I mean, they're they're just yeah. You're talking about the Seek One guys. We know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. City City Park or whatever. Um, I'm just saying that sounds like what you're talking about. Is we're like okay, exactly. We got a sweet little honey hole here in the back of a Target or a very rich neighborhood. Yeah. And we and these deer are just getting to be very old. Yeah. They're around a lot of people. All we really got to do is put a corn pile there and smoke them. Yeah. It's just it. It's what you you know. You could say the same thing about a guy who puts up a box, box blind with it with a corn pile. Like Man, I'm just, not saying you're not going to get excited about it. It's, oh just, yeah. it's at, just at at some point, like let's say you do that, even if it's it's a 170, right? You do that in Columbus, you kill three, four, five 170s in a row on five acres over a corn pile with a crossbow, whatever, well, well, right? Like at yeah, some yeah. point, you're just like. Is it, I mean, well, I don't know if you, you want to keep doing it. Let me ask you this. Why can't, why can't you do both? You know, why can't you say, all right, I've got this, I've got this awesome farm. Like, you know, if it's Cody, I'm in, I'm in Iowa. I've sure. I don't have to run cameras. I, I know here's my mission here. I'm going to, I'm just going to hunt my balls off. I'm going to, you know, yeah. do my thing here. But I also really want to kill a 200 inch deer. I've got this six spot, just, you know, it's this mm-hmm. five acre thing outside of Columbus. It's a Bay State. I, I can get it. I think I can get it done. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody's going to kill you both? for that. I mean, do it. Well, yeah. I mean, screw everybody else. But just to be okay with yourself, it's mm-hmm. like, can I do both? Yes. I think, I think, that's, I, the, I think that's the expectation think you of your area, right? Like, you kill if you come to Pennsylvania and kill a 160 in the mountains, right, with your bow, mm-hmm. and then you go to Columbus and kill a 200 over a corn pile, like, those are both successes in their own ways. Yeah. 
And, and yeah. it's interesting how I feel about but, that. Yeah, go ahead. But I do think I do think that that one sixty in the mountains oh, would mean more would no mean doubt, way man. more to you. I agree. Than that two than that two hundred. I've got a one sixty. Um, I agree. I've got a one sixty two over Jared's shoulder that I killed in the mountains here. I've killed a one seventy five in Kansas, and this one sixty far like I'll relive that in my head every day, just because yep. of yep. the rarity of it. Yeah, you know, and not that, that the Booner I, wasn't special. It's just an appreciation for how. Yeah, this, it's just yeah. different. And that's where I think it's important that like it, it's all based on really like I think many people get lost of what they actually want and they get so tied in to conform to this or the best gear or whatever. Like, what do you want? Uh, and yeah. I didn't realize this for a while. Like, and what do you want out of hunting? What do you want out of that kill? What do you want out of that experience, too? So if, you know, if a wall full of like when I look at my wall, like I, I, I re recount all dude i go back man it's so vividly i go back to every single one and some of them mean more than others but ultimately like when i croak i want a wall of those those super proud adventure type hunts that that i just know i busted ass and i i did it you know and, <laughs> and that's just what i'm looking yeah, for yeah. um and even like so i shot i shot one a couple years ago that in no it's nowhere near like my biggest deer i think the thing you know it's probably like 160 inches like like you know um and it, it, but dude, the hunt was so wild, man. And it was so, and it was just one of those things where I seen it, it tripped my trigger. And I'm like, you know, like I, and that thing is up there, man. It's up there in the experiences and the right. time I had yeah. and, and, and how it went down. And it doesn't, you know, I used to think that inches would, was all that mattered with that. Mm. Um, and not like, it's not like I'm getting soft or anything. I'm gonna start shooting 120 inch deer out in Iowa, but I'm just saying like, like I have deer that mean more to me that are, that score less than some. I think, know? yeah, I think um, that's the experience. I, well, yeah. and dude, that's where we kind of get super it, valuable. We don't, we don't pick on the public land guys for this. Right. And we, and so I'm not going to harp on it too much, but think about like, if you're only hunting public land, right. And three fourths of your season is basically getting fucked by other guys, like hunters that are coming in and walking in on you and, and metaphorically, just, of course. metaphorically, right. yeah, <laughs> yeah, metaphorically. Um, but just think like, so three quarters of your season is just other people screwing up your hunt, your strategy. Like at some point that's got to wear mentally on you to like, dude, do I want to keep doing this shit? Well, and that's where I think it's important. I think, like you mentioned, the biggest thing that I think private and public where they where everybody starts to get their panties in a bunch is there's a there's a lot of public guys who use that as a crutch as well. Yeah, I see. I've seen the same thing with recurve guys. Mm. I, you know, I, I, I come across a recurve guy or a recurve guy and we start talking. Hey, man, would you kill this year? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I killed this or whatever. Oh, would you get like oh, I didn't get anything? But I'm hunting with a recurve mm. or, or mm -hmm. dude, there's, there's always the, uh, oh yeah, I didn't, I didn't connect this year, but I'm hunting all public ground. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, okay. Like, thanks for that. Thanks for that. I was just, oh, I just <laughs> thought we were in a, in yeah. a conversation. I'm just saying like, yeah. like that doesn't define you for one. Like, I think if you're going to pick up the trad bow, if you're going to pick up a recurve, you, you know, everybody knows that, that that's, it's, it's, there's more things you have to overcome. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's a, it's a harder it's just one of those things. So, but don't use it as a crutch. Right. Don't, don't use that as your excuse for not hunting hard enough or not getting it done. Same thing with public land. If you are hunting a piece of public land that you are getting quote unquote fucked mm -hmm. by all the people that are coming in there and you're having such a, 
dude, go to a different piece of ground and stop bitching. Mm -hmm. Like everybody wants to, they, they want, then the first thing they're going to do, that person at the end of the year is going to, is going to talk about how hunting public is so much harder than hunting private. And they're going to bash private guys when you could have, for one, you know, just put in a little extra effort, found maybe a less pressured piece of public because they're out there. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like there's, there's guys who got like, you can, there's so many avenues now. Um, a couple of my really good friends hunt nothing but public. And they're like adamant about that. And we, we bash each other all the time. Mm. Like, or we just, we give each other shit. <laughs> um, and I'll, I'll go hunt public with them. Um, you know, and I'll be back on a present there. Oh, you go back to the private piece or whatever. Like, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> and dude, I'm telling you some of the pieces that I've been on are like, dude, sanctuary type yeah. thing. and it's just you just you just got to do your diligence and get in the right spot and don't go like you have to adapt man you got to move you got to do research you got to or you know if you're if you're if um even even if it means leaving the state or leaving the area or or checking a smaller piece checking a bigger piece go there when um you know when uh on maybe a, a holiday where dude there's so many things you just got there's more you have to deal with hands down hundred mm-hmm. percent because no when you're on a private piece of ground, you don't have to account for a tribe of, of, of squirrel hunters coming through and just right. annihilating the timber. And like, that's, that's, we all understand that we get that, but the pursuit, you know, and like what you're doing, I think you need to be more keyed in with that and you need to just identify that, do a stop there analyze the situation like dude i'm just gonna be beating my head against the wall Mm -hmm. let me go check this 300 acres instead and and keep moving keep trying to create an opportunity and then when the season's done like any any true like like these hardcore dudes that are getting it done out there um or not getting it done the guys who are really good hunters never have ever i heard them once use that butt in their in their sentence at the end of the year yeah you know what i mean yeah like like even even like uh you know uh a uh, uh, couple dude I was dude I was talking to down in West Virginia big mountain hunter very successful guy doesn't kill every year though like like you know every other year for sure and a lot of times back to back but never do you hear him when he doesn't get one down say well you know I'm um I am hunting the mountains of West Virginia with mm-hmm. a longbow like mm-hmm. just to let you guys know like there's there's no excuse because he knows he's he knows in, he's in he's that's in what he that's what time. he signed up for. Yeah. exactly and he spent he spent the time in the and and he's he's got the sweat equity in those pieces and in those mountains and he's he's figured it out man and and he's escaped that pressure um and that pressure isn't everywhere you know um, mm-hmm. it, it's a fine line i'm all for like embracing the challenge of public land like I, I think it's really cool but 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 yeah the second it turns into there's a but at the end of the sentence or certainly you know i don't think there should be bashing for well i just don't want it to be the, the and not that it just happens that direction either you know yeah it's, the descriptor of like when you talk about hunting and deer hunting and chasing whitetails and stuff the descriptor is always using the the crutch of like oh, all these people in public land and stuff like dude when i hunt even if i'm well, hunting where the pub- trigger gets flipped though is when they're like well it's my deer's better because i killed it off of public land. yeah well and it's because i don't want if I'm going out and hunting, even in public land, I just, I don't want to be around anybody, right? That's the last thing I want to do is find people coming yeah. in. Like it ruins the hunt. Like it, yeah. and for you to say, well, that's just public land. It's like, well, fuck that. No, I don't want that. That ruined my hunt. Like right. the whole point was for me to go out yeah. here, be one-on-one with this buck and not have people come in on me. Sure. No, I don't think nobody wants that. 
I don't think, dude. I think there's not a single person out there that's excited by it. No, there are people that embrace the challenge, embrace that side, and that's great. I think that's totally okay. I don't think we embrace it as much as others, right? I think we'd rather find another situation. That's exactly. Yeah, yeah. Most people are trying to definitely get away from that hustle and bustle for sure. Um, But I think an overlooked tactic too that even um, I've talked to guys about extensively, and and I just correlate it to hunting like a very pressured lease or. If I'm going to go like a lot of people, sometimes they, you know, you got to use that. Or even like this running trail I was just talking sure. about, like there's a lot of people on there. That buck was so close to the road. And I guess in a lot of times, the big, the big impression is like, I got to get go far. Six mi- yeah. I got to go deep six miles in there, you know? Um, but it all dude, it's so situational Yeah, and depending on where you're at, what state, some pieces, uh, you know, like I remember being hunting down in, uh, on public in Kansas and it was awesome because yep. there's that, there's that, um, that, that landowner program, right? That yeah, walk in, yep, and I remember dude checking my map midway there and like three pieces of property lit up and I'm like, what? Yeah. And my button, I'm like, is this legit? I asked the, but I asked the dude at a local, he's like, oh yeah. He's like, as they enroll their farm, like, like, yeah. So right there you're looking at. A, a 300 uh, rectangular piece that's never been hunted it just hit the it just hit the new update dude i went there first day i seen a 165 inch buck on the back back end of that thing working a scrape line and it was like it was it was great i'm like this is i'm like this is public stuff like <laughs> yeah. and 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 they were popping up all over now i'm in a remote spot of kansas but like sure there is pub like if public's what you want and you want that like there's there's good there's good yeah. things to be had there yeah um and then there's also like public right outside of huge areas like mm-hmm. big metropolitan areas that everybody's flooding to that gets so much damn pressure that are that are a pain in the ass and, yeah and, trash um, well then most guys who are successful on public just avoid those yep you have like to. we're all for public access like i think that that uh you know the plots program in the dakotas the public walk in access in kansas is awesome i wish there was a lot more of that mm-hmm. like dude i don't yeah. want and we've I, hunted we've hunted allegheny national forest we've hunted shawnee over in southern illinois like i mean we've been on public ground in yeah. a lot of places ultimately i don't want anybody to have like that have to deal with that. I want everybody to have a great yeah. hunting experience, you know, but it's just, that's the reality. There's limited property. There's limited access. There's a lot of hunters. That's it. Yeah. Yep. And you, and you got to expand that scope, man. I mean, if you're in one of those spots, it's got real pressure. Um, you got to make, got to make some moves, man. You got to plan some vacation. You got to get out of state or, or find, find some of those pieces that are less pressured or go the other route and start to look into door knocking. Mm-hmm. You know, like some people are like, you know, hey, man, knock for permission. But, you know, I, I know that out there, there even some of that's frowned upon. Like, they, they look at that as a lesser objective because uh, it's, it's still not public. Mm-hmm. But it's like, okay, like, what, 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 you know, yeah, like, what do you want? Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, I mean, it's fine if you want to be pure public, but then you can't bitch when it goes wrong. I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, the, that's the whole point that's, of it. <laughs> The Hunter Podcast is brought to you by Hoyt Archery. Dude, where would we be without our Hoyt bows? Probably shooting crossbows. <laughs> or, or a Matthews, yeah. <laughs> One and the same. Yeah. But in all seriousness, we love being Hoyt guys because you stand out. When you're in this room full of other people that shoot these other types of bows, I feel like the Hoyt guys just stick out. Dude, it's just a legit bow. I mean, th- th- especially that carbon riser, man. I mean, I-, I know that they've got several other aluminum lines as well. But for, for me, I'm shooting that RX-5 uh, in the carbon model. They've since come out with the RX-7. And uh, I can't tell you how much I love being a Hoyt guy amongst a sea fork of Matthews guys. So we're out there, I think, pr- proving them wrong, shooting 80 pounds and, uh, you know, killing stuff. Hey, man, if you want to get serious, get Hoyt.
You know what's yeah. funny, dude, is I, I said that, uh, generally speaking, I think nobody wants to be, like, running into people. That may not be true. I, I think that uh, I've definitely seen guys set up right next to you because they're like, oh, must be a good spot. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, like, they're looking for guys. Dude, there, there's, some, <laughs> there's some nuances around the public thing. It is funny that you said it. But, I, I mean, I've talked to several when we were at ATA this past year. It like just like oh how the season go and the literally before they even like tell me their name they tell me they're a public land hunter and I'm like mm-hmm. okay cool yeah. like, let me guess <laughs> let, me, let, let me guess you have a saddle okay yeah got it. <laughs> I was like okay <laughs> like yeah. and it's just weird because it's like I mean dude growing up always hey, just to let you know I got a prosthetic foot. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before, before we start talking about what I got this season, I mean, dude, and, and I grew, it's I grew like up a, hunting. It's that. almost like a political affiliation. It's like, let me guess, you have saddle. Let me guess, you shoot a lot, Matthews. Let me just guess, you have, you have first light. Let me guess. It's just, it's weird, man, when you get into those conversations because it's, it's almost like before I tell you how it went, let me lay this disclaimer out, right? Because I don't want you to judge me based on what I'm about to tell you before you know that it's all on public. It'd be like saying, okay, uh, my dad killed, what was your dad, like 162-inch mainframe eight. It'd be like saying, well, before I tell you this, it was on private, and, you know, we do bait on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, that's, like, you have to, and it's like, okay. Yeah, I was funny. like, well, what did he kill? Like, you're going to show, uh, yeah. you know, it's just a weird disclaimer on things. Yeah. And, and it's cool because, I mean, dude, that community is tight. That public land, like, a saddle hunter community is very, very tight. Um, yeah. but it's, it's well, we also want, well, like, we want to know. I, it's and funny how that question comes to mind. Cause dude, yeah. and, and it's, it is cause I catch myself doing it and maybe it's a bad thing. It's like, but like when people tell me right here, oh, this guy killed a giant, I'm like, bow or gun. <clears throat> I want, like, I want to know. Oh yeah. No like, doubt. I, not that I'm like, I, not that I'm going to, uh, belittle that or, you know, you yeah. know, speak down on that situation. But in my mind, I'm like, okay, now I have a frame of reference for what actually happened here. Sure. You know, and it is a very different thing. That's the reality. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I would have to say too. I mean that you know where you get into where you get into to, to you know bow hunting versus. Uh, well, the important thing like, though, it, it doesn't make it wrong at all. At all, it just no, it, it no, gives you but, uh, information on the situation. You're like, okay, I get it. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, and there's a reason that there's a reason that um, you know a a a deer like record book wise and all these things. There's a reason gun season's only a week. There's a reason bow yeah. season's 100%. ninety days. There's a reason that a Boone and Crockett with a with a bow is 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 a different, you know, it's like I mean there's there's like um like that's just that's there's based a reason off there's of, men and women's sports. Mm. I mean, you know, it's it it's it, it, it's different. It's I mean it's just it's there different. are different things. Yeah. And and when you talk about yeah, when you talk about like there is I, I have heard the argument there, which I don't even I don't even think it's a I don't even understand how people have that argument about like they want gun and bow to be the same like it's it, it it's completely it's the, same. It's just, the resource can't handle it, it. that's a conservational well, well it's, it's not even it's not question. even the same thing like you want to talk about and if you talk about like an effort thing or like a like that is it's to, when your effective range is that yeah that far and that like you just it's it, it's it's not the same it thing. Does, it, it doesn't. Yeah, it, doesn't it doesn't make, make gun doesn't hunting make a bad thing. It's there's definitely a time. It, same with crossbow. Same with you know. Well, that's what I was saying. I mean, you things. talk about your trad bow guy, right? If somebody says, "Hey, you know, you, you can only hunt the first two weeks of the season if you shoot a trad bow." Well, yeah, it's fucking harder. I get it. Like right. I, I, you know, and I'm gonna try to train myself. I can start in August with a slingshot. Yeah, I'm just in. like you know, crossbow <laughs> is is not as hard as a compound bow. It's just not. Right. You know, and so like there, it's common sense, right? That there are people, well, there are things like that. Yeah. 
It's weird that people people even argue that. Like, Dude, it is out of My only argument with them is my five-year-old killed a deer with a crossbow. That is the only argument I need when you tell me that a compound and a crossbow are the exact same thing. It, it's not possible. He could not kill a doe with a compound bow at five. I'm with Cody. It's so like you can't even, how can you so, even have the argument? So that camp exists. There's actually. Oh, dude. Uh, it does, but it's not. I mean, it's not like dude, a legitimate. that camp exists deep. I don't know. You'll hear so. him right now. Just because we said that, there will be no. plenty of people say, oh, they're back on the crossbow thing. <laughs> da, 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 da. Yeah. I mean, I, we're not saying it's. They're it's, saying that it is the exact same as compounds. Well, it's definitely not. I mean, I'm just telling you, that camp exists. Like it, almost all crossbow guys, that that is the camp. Yeah, that's why they yeah. believe that it should be in archery season. That's wild. That's crazy. Mm. It's it's just it, it would be the same thing saying, okay, my compound's the same as a recurve or a longbow. It's not N in no freaking way. It's well, not even yeah, close. We openly admit that. Like, yeah, it's probably it's way harder to kill way a, harder a deer with a with a traditional bow. There's there's no doubt. There's no doubt. That's the argument. There, there is no. There, you can't even counter it. Besides that, that is literally okay. Here's my response. Yeah. It, argument over. Yeah. It's hard to yeah. It's hard to justify that because it's just a, it's a different weapon. It's like there's you know it's yeah yeah and, and like you said it's um I think the crossbow. I mean, I don't know. I guess I wouldn't even know. What is the effective range of a crossbow nowadays? Like, what what are, what are we looking at? I mean, it, dep I mean, it depends I, whose hands it's in. I mean, just just like a, yeah. a bow or a gun. But I mean, I mean eighty yards. Well, yeah, and in the right hands, a uh, a compound bow would be as well. I I don't know. Literally, if you, if you talk purely accuracy, like if there was a way to mount the bow, like on a on a fixed thing, mm -hmm. and then put the you know a comp or a uh, so take the user error out take of it. Take the user error out of it. I don't know the 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 different uh, but mm. but that is the main thing is like with with a with a a long bow a, a stand-up vertical bow like the human element is the main thing sure you know, i think that's yeah. why we say yeah. wow it's so much harder because it's you have to control mm -hmm. your body you know you have to have control over it with yeah. a crossbow it removes that you still have to aim and you still mm -hmm. have to you know ha have some control over it but at a much less degree yeah i mean i'm much more consistent if i shot a crossbow at 80 yards than my compound at 80 yards i would and so. i would say that i shoot my compound a lot and I'm still yeah, and, would not be close. In composure too. I mean, like in the in a killing situation, like it, I would almost think crossbow would be in like a shotgun category. Then, like, a, like I mean, like right. You, you know, you're you're essentially you have something you don't have to a muzzle any somewhere yeah, along yeah. that. Yep, yep. I mean, you're 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 aiming. Everything's ready for you. You don't have to pull anything back. You don't have to overcome any nerves to, you know, um, and you don't have there's there's less calculation, like less maybe. Yeah, I don't know, man. That just seems odd. It seems odd that there's a, there's a big. <laughs> I'm, I'm tired of talking about it. I'm just. I'm yeah, tired of I hearing. Mean, that, is, I am tired of hearing that it it's the same thing because it's not. But and it's. The, I, I know some great guys that shoot. Are some really great guys. Sure. You know, it's it's obviously not saying anything to the character. I think people, it, it, it goes back to we talked earlier about us becoming more lethal hunters, and per some of the past discussions we've had, Ohio's archery kill is seventy percent crossbows. Mm -hmm. Seventy percent. Dude, that is well, bizarre. Unless is that cutting, nuts? It's 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 that tech technological advancement, you know, in the form of crossbows, paired with these other things. You know, I, I shared with you earlier, like the ultimate uh, situation of like the straight wall cartridge rifles that are uh, that are legal in Ohio now over a corn pile, which is legal in Ohio over the the cell camp. So some of those tactics we use, you know, here and there, but like that 
to bring them all together, it's like, dude, it's dude, it's deadly. it's lethal, you know. And, and we should ask ourselves, like, should should some of that be backed off on? And I, I, I think that it should. Dude, I can't believe that, dude. Seventy percent. No, given legit. some of those guys would come back to like if they banned crossbows, right? Some of those guys would come back to compounds because they still want to hunt. It's just, dude, I don't think they should ban cross. I don't think that at all. I I don't think that it should be in exactly the same capacity as as vertical bows. Yeah, I, I'm all for crossbows, but it's great, you know. Mm -hmm. And certain, well, certainly, even all season long, I think some people, some certain situations, should be able to use that. Absolutely. Well, weren't yeah, weren't they trying to put like crossbow kills in the same record book as archery kills too, or something? Yeah, because they want it to be the that. same as archery. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. See, because that's a that you know, I don't know. That's a little different too. That's. Um, that's, but yeah, that's, but that's even wild. think back, and I don't remember what they, maybe it was like the Excaliburs, like in the early 2000s that had like, it, it was like a recurve limb. You know what I'm, I'm talking about? I mean, dude, those things were not that accurate past 30 yards. Yeah. Now flip the script yeah. to today, like today's, like yeah. a Raven or a Tim, these freaking, freaking things are, you know, 80 to 100 yards with a three by nine scope on them. Like it's yeah. just a whole, this is the, this is the way that all of a sudden we became way more lethal with technology advancements, oh. but nothing else changed. How come all the giants that you see on the ground, you never see the crossbow in the picture? And you know it like was like, a crossbow. Well, like there's there's never anything in the picture. Yeah. Um, it's like I don't know, man. It's just one of those things. Like I remember a couple couple of giants got got killed. I think subconsciously, I subconsciously, new... dude. You want people to like with a bow. You want people to see that you kill it with a bow. It's it's like yeah. a level of you're like I killed it with a bow. The new yeah, Indiana like, record. Wait, I don't know if it made like if it is world record or number two. Um. I think it's like number two archery, right? Okay. Uh, was killed with a crossbow two mm. years ago, whatever. Mm. Giant, you know? And again, you see that early fall picture, like everything's right. But then there's one thing that's off, you know? Mm. <laughs> it's just so hard uh, to think about it that way. And, and again, it's not saying that that weapon shouldn't have its place, but you can't yeah. put it in the same category. Uh, yeah, the same, I know a bunch of yeah. I know a bunch of guys are well, maybe not a bunch, but I do know a handful of people who hunt with crossbows due to disability, which yeah. is like dude, We're all no brainer, hunt hundred percent, yeah. like like, but like you know when a fully capable dude is 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 getting a crossbow now to make it easier, just like he's getting that sight or or surveillance in the pro like that's where we're getting in that same. Mm -hmm. Oh well, dude, if I don't even have to pull this thing back and I can have this sucker sighted into eighty and I can. I can, you know, like, and it's an ease thing, and it's, it's just taking another yet challenge out of what is so awesome and and what is what is t tough, dude. It's tough, man. It's tough to kill these things with a bow. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you know. Uh, and there's a crutch for that too. It's, it's always well, I don't have the time to practice. Well, and that's know, where it comes, it's opportunity. We just want opportunity. We just yeah. want opportunity. If you don't have time to practice, you probably shouldn't hunt. <laughs> I mean, that's what it, <laughs> that's it, reality. It, it's yeah. I mean, that is the reality, and that with is an argument. Weapon. I completely agree yeah i mean it you know it, it there's there's too much of a rabbit hole to go down but the bottom line is is the fact that you know when people say like well you know it shouldn't matter to you it's a shared resource right i mean so if 70 percent of the ohio archery kill is getting killed by a crossbow that affects me as the compound guy and it affects the longbow and recurve guy as well seems like we can't get through a podcast without <laughs> yeah without landing on it some way or another but just how it is, man. Yeah, it is. It is what it is. But well, we spent a lot of time in Ohio, and I think I think it's affecting the state of Ohio more than any other. And so it's it's near. Although near, I think near, I think Kansas Kansas is the new one. Kansas that it's is close behind it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's affecting Kansas dramatically. 
I had no idea, man. Like I said before, I'm 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 always kind of outside of the a little outside. <laughs> you Iowa outside guys, of the, <laughs> the, the, the info bubble. But like, oh my god, that yeah, that did shock me. Yeah, um, it's a giant, it's a giant percentage, and and yeah, I mean it, it is what it is, right? It's just, well, dude, Pennsylvania. Those were shock. This shocked me. Pennsylvania has the highest uh, number of archery hunters in, in the country. Yep, three hundred and thirty-four thousand. I knew the, that. Yeah, the yep. most. What's next? Wisconsin, uh, Minnesota. Michigan, that was Minnesota. Minnesota, Michigan, Wisconsin are all up was, there too. Oh, was I was going to say Minnesota beat out Michigan? Uh, no, I think Am I, I think it was that? Michigan, oh. Wisconsin, Minnesota to follow. Yeah, all like, the Minnesota yeah, guys leave. Yeah. We, we see those yeah, that a, they flood. Uh, it's what, well, dude? When we go to like Kansas or out of state, it's like Minnesota, Minnesota, Minnesota. All the license <laughs> plates. It's crazy. I'm like these dudes will travel. Missionary. Shout Missionary. out! Shout out to the Minnesota guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude, they go. Yeah. Those boys hunt. They'll travel. Yeah, have a boat. We'll travel. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of hunters up in that that Wisconsin, Michigan area, uh, <laughs> big time. Crazy. Well, Cody, we appreciate you coming on, dude. We stole a bunch of your afternoon, and uh, but it's fun, man. It, it's cool to hear. Um, it, it, I think it's refreshing, especially for me, because I've been fighting this. Like, how do I get back to kind of those? those instinct roots of things giving and, us some good things to, to yeah think on, utilize to the technology that you have but at the same time the moment you depend on it you're screwed <laughs> like that you're, you're putting yourself in a bad position or at least for disappointment i think is the the easiest way to describe it yeah man it's been a blast dude um i was looking forward to getting on here chatting with you guys i uh i'm all for it man i just love man i'm passionate about this i've been doing it for a long time and um yeah, dude, it's awesome. Well, I will say from a lot of the stuff that Jared and I have watched and listened from you, we are we are very mobile guys in terms of the way that we hunt. I mean, we are run and gun, first sit, first kill type. I mean, we we go after it, and um, you know, it's it's something that it ta- it takes time to build on that. And I mean, we're still learning about it, but it it for sure is our you know come to love style of of chasing whitetails for sure check this out cody <laughs> you'll you'll appreciate this <laughs> as a as a tree stand you oh, know lifelong geez. guy i lost that my wedding ring got caught on a tree stand my first year of marriage and ripped it off oh my god karma was telling Dude, you something yeah october oh october 22nd this tree stand had little peaks and valleys on the the sticks i hung the first one i hung the second one i was climbing down to get the third oh. and i was only a foot off the ground i, le- I leapt off Caught right underneath there and ripped it most of the way off. <clears throat> Just lost the whole damn thing right down to the. Well, it was ha- it was hanging by. A- I'll text you some pictures. Uh, but Dude, they they, oh they took God. it off that night, stitched it up, and I was in a stand like three days later. <laughs> now that's freaking dedication right there. Uh, yeah, well, it was October twenty oh, second. Yeah, we were. Yeah, I wasn't yeah, gonna yeah, miss you it. Got- See. Right there, man. That's that's how you know. That's a diehard right there. Oh my god, dude. That's gnarly. Yeah. Um, see, that's why I tell my wife, "Hey, I can't wear wedding rings. They're dangerous." Get you, you know, one of I these. Gotta, Get man, you a, just, a rubber boy. Yeah, you know, I had one of those, dude, and um, I tried it out for a while. But something like, dude, fingers, man. It just gets me. Which one? The, which one did you even, get? I think I had a Quelo, maybe. Yeah, or, yeah. Or, I've, I've, this is a Groove Life, and and honestly, it, I, who knows? They make these things for fourteen cents a piece. I think it's like thirty yeah. bucks up front, and then but it's you it's, lose them or rip them like all the time though, right? And it's a lifetime replacement, so I just yep. pay shipping. Oh, this shit. is my eighth okay. or ninth one, but dude, they're it's it feels awesome. weird not to have it on. So I recommend the Groove Life. Yeah, yeah. I'll Even if it's on out. the other hand, <laughs> yeah, on whichever <laughs> finger you can get it on. So. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, yeah, man. I know that. Like like you said, the mobile hunting though, it's just one of those things. Uh, where it's a it's a skill you got to hone like anything else, but uh, the more you do it, the more you get into that that groove and and comfortable with that stuff. And 
and it just it creates so much more opportunities. Oh, I, yeah. I advocate for that for anywhere you are. Bring the game to you, man. That's the way to do it. Oh yeah. Sweet. Cool. Well, we appreciate it, brother, and uh, you know we'll have to catch up here later in the season. Yeah, been a pleasure, man. Awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, buddy. Thanks, dude. Very cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not. I mean, <clears throat> he's on to something there. The the. I mean, you can see it in his eyes. The the pure like just enjoyment he gets out of like when it all comes together. Um, it, it's where is that? Because I don't know. Obviously, we haven't killed a whole shitload of one sixties, right? Mm-hmm. So we're. I don't think we're there yet. Mm-hmm. But where do you find that happy medium between using camera technology, let's say, to locate the buck? Like, okay, there is a, a five-year-old that I want to kill. And then, you know, to his point, maybe you still have it out, but you just, you know, the, the problem with cell cams is you can't just put it out of your mind. It's it's freaking right there. Yeah. It's at the edge of my fingertips. And it's addicting. I mean, dude, I'm... I check it all the time. One camera running. I'm like, I gotta check it constantly. Yeah, and so uh, that that becomes the issue when it's like, well, if 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 I know he's there, how do I put it out of my mind to just hunt, but maybe still have that camera collecting data to me? Because I, I like having that that in- information. Mm-hmm. What I don't want to do is defeat the purpose of the cell cam and go in and swap it out and put a regular camera. In. Like, I don't want to have to do that or disturb it if it's been sitting for, you know, three or four months. It's a, it's there's a, a fine there's a there's a it's a tough thing dude. there's an because, algorithm because, there or and something I, and I laid out three of them you know the, the cell cameras absolutely kill deer but they also keep deer in the woods it keeps me out of the woods it also that's what I mean keeps me out that's what I mean and and it's like it's I I don't know I I don't know the answer to how do you use it a hundred percent to your advantage and also not let it keep you out of the wood you know mm-hmm. uh, work work to your detriment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and even you know, in fairness, asking the question of like, how, how much do I want it to help me? You know, I, I, I don't know. That, that question might be on a scale. It might be, mm-hmm. you know, different, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the answer is. I think it's just, you can ask yourself as you're going through like situation to situation and even year to year, you're like, do I feel good about this? Do I, is this, is what, am I, enjoy, is this what I want to do? Is yeah, this and, how I want to And I do hunt? think, you know, to his point as absentee landowners or, or leases or public we're hunting, I mean golden we we can't be there i mean so just uh even like when we would go out and do our mock scrapes in july and stuff and set up the camera just let it eat gotta have gotta have credit and and even he would say this is literally what he's i'm not putting words in his mouth he's like you would almost be like you roll in day one pull the cameras or or just don't once you know you're gonna hunt hunt. them at all just like once you know you're gonna hunt just go because that's that's the key there is that um you know for all of us listening right we we have limited time to hunt, right? And so, uh, and that's what I was trying to get out with the whole ghost that, like, you can't hunt a ghost for seven days on your Kansas hunt. Uh, if you do, I mean, it's wasted. Now, in, in retrospect, you may not have known you were hunting a ghost. If you pull that camera, you don't have that intel. But you want to give yourself the best opportunity to at least be in the game. We say it all the time. I just want to be in the game. I don't care if I'm I'm not, like, right on top of them, but if I'm in the game then I gave it everything I needed to give it. That's the, well, that's the fine the, line. The hunt and the ghost thing, I think you're referring to using the cell cameras to like say, well, he's moving or he's not. Mm, no, not that far. No. I'm just wanting to know when I go in there to hunt, when we go to Kansas, he's there somewhere. His presence is there. How long ago? Uh, I mean, I would say fairly recent. That's what I mean. It's Within at least a, a week. 
That's what. Uh, that's the. That's. The is sc- that over the line? I don't know. No, I mean I don't think so. That's that I is mean, the scale though. Plenty because of- literally, like the 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 ultimate, the the closest you can get is you can be in the tree over the camera and you're getting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm not saying that. Boom, he's dead. You know, you stretch it out. Uh, it's a week, a day, a week, a month, well, whatever. Not that th- I don't think that has anything to do with fairness, or I'm not talking yeah. ethics or anything, but it's just, it, ha- you know. Because I don't know if in our, like, when we go, and I use Kansas just because, like, how we hunt our farms is a little bit different close by, but when we go to Kansas, like, obviously, we have cell cams running, and, like, I, you know, the one thing I remember is, like, you and me and my dad and Pat we're like ready to take a nap because we just get there. Camera blows up and I'm like, keep moving, go, 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 you know. And we get stuff on and like, you could look at that and say, well, I mean, that's that's a fine line. Um, what are you supposed to do? Not go hunt? Exactly. I mean, I mean, and I say that to the point we were going to go hunt there anyways. Yeah. Right. It's not like we weren't going to hunt there and now we saw them. Now we're going to hunt there. It's just how far do you push that boundaries to? And I'll say I'm guilty of it. I'm and I've never. I don't think I've ever really killed one off of it that way. Um, you know, but I've I've seen deer on camera and I'm like, oh, I better hunt tonight. You know, or you were in a tree. Oh, dude, for, for years in Ohio, I'd run, run a camera over corn and it's, there he was, there he was. Okay, I'm going in next night. Like, he's been yeah. here every day at 4.30 and, like, yeah. it didn't work out. I mean, as the closest as that I like got was you were in the stand as a your buck in Kansas came by go. the camera and you shot. Now, did that have any effect on why you were, like? 100% it did. 100%. Yeah, because we're like, well, we've got a he, pattern he's on, on deer. He's, he's on the tram. He's on the tram. He's on the tram. Yeah, camera killed that deer. Camera killed a lot of deer that, that so we killed, you know? It, it's, um, you know, it all comes back into that that lethal thought process of what equipment's doing. But I think, you know, to Cody's point, credit to him, and he's probably just at a point where, you know, he's killed a lot of big bucks. So now it's the experience. It's the experience. For a lot of us, uh, we may never get to that point. Yeah. You know, we may always want some strategic well, angle to to have that that edge because we're about to hunt for a week and that's all we got. That's my vacation. I, I do think it comes with abandoned, uh, abundant access. You know, like I think yeah. it, admittedly so, you know, Cody's got some great places to hunt in Iowa, you know, the best place to hunt in the world. Mm-hmm. And so, sure. you know, he's got some luxuries that may, maybe a lot of people can, <laughs> yeah. can't, can't afford, you know, yeah. that's just reality. Odds of us passing a 165 because we think there's a bigger deer on the property we're hunting if we haven't monitored it is rare. So it's one thing to say, you know, okay, I've got however, whatever many acres in, yep. uh, in Iowa and, and I'm going to have success. I'm going to be in bucks, but that's not always the case. So, I mean, I guess you have to take this conversation and, and apply it. Uh, uh, yeah. If anything, I, I think there's a really good, there, there's two things to be had there. Number one, I think um, relying less on them when you're ready to hunt is probably better. One, because, you know, th- there is an instant disappointment if you're going to hunt an area and you're like, man, I just haven't got him for the last three days. And like, you almost go in there somewhat defeated. Mm. Right. So, and, and I, or you I, don't hunt. Yeah. And I'm a firm believer of that mental um, condition that you're in walking in is going to set up on if you're going to be successful or not. I think the second thing is, um, yeah, to your point, the not hunting. I, I mean, those cameras have kept me out of the woods numerous times when I should have been in there killing a deer. Yeah. Same. And it's just, you know, and again, whether, part whether of it kept me out or I, 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 I'm definitely guilty of that first one, dude, of just being down because I'm, like, I'm not getting pictures of deer. Yeah, he's not there. He's disappeared. Like I've tried everything. I disappeared versus like just using my intuition of, I know he's usually here. This is the best pinch point. That's where I should hunt. Dude, it's common. Got another deer season common. 
Hard to believe, like it, you it know, is in the month of June, it's like, oh, it seems so far away, but it's like, dude, we're we rounding would, that corner. I told right you now. this morning, I was like, I get a little bit of cold front after this rain here. <laughs> we just got, I'm like, nips are <laughs> nips are a little perky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just, I mean, we're rounding that corner. The season's there. It 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 is an interesting. The one thing that I um, and it's weird because I say like, oh, I wish I could do that, but I know, I think everybody gets that feeling when he says, you know, I saw that like time move and like just the mystique of a giant buck in an area that you 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 know is there but you don't know is there and that takes me back to how i started hunting it's like you just you saw a big rob or you had a big open scrape and you're like all right i know there's a good buck and you just didn't know and then boom when it all comes together you're like holy shit he lives here mm. like he is alive there there he is uh that mystique undoubtedly is leaving the hunting community like a freight train because of things like cell cameras and technology, we just, we know everything. Yeah. We just know everything. And I'm, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but um, not having that kind of mystery feeling when you're out there and that su- element of surprise, uh, that that feeling is probably what kept most of us still hunting today. Yeah, no doubt. So it, it's an interesting thing to say, you know, where's that line of, what you want to use and how you want to use it. Like, I still would love to know that there's a buck that I want to hunt on there. At the same time, do I want to know everybody that's on there? Do I want to know every deer that's on there? Do I know? I don't any? think you do. I, I, dude, I, <laughs> I don't, you know, because yeah. I, 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 you know, I've definitely, and I, I, I not that I've gone cameraless by any means. So like, we still run a lot of sure. cameras. You know, I think it's, it's a huge We tool. cover a lot of ground, too, in a lot of states. Huge tool, but, um, uh, there definitely was a time like on our own family farm where I had pictures of every deer, mm-hmm. every deer. I, mm-hmm. we didn't shoot anything. We didn't see anything that I didn't know was there. Mm-hmm. And that was cool. Cause it was like, well, you know, we, I really was trying to employ some management tactics. I was like, I, want, I really want to shoot this age class of deer. And like undoubtedly having prior information or knowledge of a deer helps in that situation. You don't have to make a decision. Is he three or four? Is he, you know, mm-hmm. uh, very few people can make that decision on the hoof. So having that information helps. But it, it, there was also, there was never any surprises. There was never any like, uh, it's like, oh, yep, there he is. There he is. Um, and it was exciting. Don't get me wrong. It was exciting sure, to once see you him. him. Yeah. There he is in the flesh, you know, and there's a lot of excitement. Every time I had a good picture of him, there mm-hmm. was something there. So, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I can't say they're inherently evil. Um, it's, it's, it's not, it's just how far do you want to go? Yeah. And that's a personal decision. And and the cool thing, at least about it from a cell cam size is how, how far you want to go with it versus me. Like, it's not, it's not going to affect us as yeah. much as maybe the weapon you use versus the weapon I use or how many I kill versus how many sure. you kill. Um, so it, it is a cool aspect in that, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it's definitely something that I think it's still maybe the best tool out there bar none from a hunting standpoint to to scout and when you can't be there um but how well it functions in order to kill the animal that's the question yeah that and, is the question and i'll let you to be or I'll not let, to be i'll let you interpret it yourself after <laughs> that. so anyways uh we appreciate cody for coming on really cool conversation um you know i i can just like Sometime I'm going to be sitting in my stand in like late October and picture Andre and Cody like pulling up to the property at the same time and looking at each other and saying, motherfucker. (laughs) Pretty funny. So, um, but yeah, I mean, talk about two like stone cold killers though. Uh, Yeah. Those two dudes are just, I mean, 
getting after be it. a fly on the wall when they're in the same room in like october or november would be he said my wow. dad doesn't share any information yeah, with so me. can you imagine <laughs> yeah. yeah probably teabagging his dad's t- trail cameras as he goes uh, by yeah, so that's funny. but uh yeah cool conversation and uh we'll see y'all next week later it's take me oh.